Welcome to Stories with Soul. I am your host, Jamie Ice, musician turned entrepreneur and co-founder of 6th Ave Homes and 6th Ave Storytelling. Over the past 10 years, I have launched multiple successful businesses and have become obsessed with all things entrepreneurship and marketing. I've been on a personal quest to unpack what it takes to make and grow a great brand. One thing that I've discovered is that stories are powerful and that storytelling has the power to set a brand apart. Join me as I dive into the stories of the heavy-hitting leaders, entrepreneurs, artists, and business owners in our community to hear their biggest wins, greatest losses, and their best business secrets. There's a story behind every great brand. Welcome to Stories with Soul. Stories with Soul is brought to you by my company, 6th Ave Storytelling. In 2020, we launched a marketing company on a mission to encourage entrepreneurship and make starting and growing a small business easier than ever before. Since then, we have helped hundreds of small businesses and entrepreneurs grow their brands by giving them the tools, resources, strategy, and support they need to craft and share their stories. If you are thinking about launching and growing your own brand, schedule a meetup with me today. I would love to talk to you. Head over to 6thAvStorytelling.com and let me show you how the storytelling approach can transform your marketing strategy. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode. This is a special episode because instead of one guest, we have two guests, and I have my lovely helper here, Melissa, my wife. So it's four people. I I don't know that we have done a four-person episode before, uh, so this is the first, and I'm excited about it. I am dubbing this the coffee episode because uh, I have two legendary ladies in the coffee industry joining me today. We can we can coin that phrase. I have Mia Moss and Catherine Morris, and as always, I'm going to read your bio, uh, both of you guys. So so here here we go. Buckle up. Uh, so Mia. I'm stoked you're here. What's also interesting about this episode is I have had both of your husbands on. So we're like yep. full, yep. <laughs> full circle in the yeah, family. Uh-huh. The whole family. Now, cool. Y'all have all been story was sold. Uh, so Mia, after attending Amer- the America Barista and Coffee School in Portland, Maine, uh, opened, not Portland, Maine, Portland, Oregon, Oregon yeah. wrong Portland, it's all good. Uh, opened Black Coffee. So you're the founder of, of Black Coffee, which is crushing it. It was initially a digital storefront, which I didn't know. I want to hear hear more what that means. Uh, and in 2020, 2019, evolved into the iconic brick-and-mortar space that attracts coffee lovers from all over the state. Uh, you've hosted everything from music video shoots. Uh, that Kirk Franklin video is, is incredible. We'll probably talk about that. The food drives and pop-ups. Black coffee has grown into a haven for creatives and supports a community where coffee bridges gaps and creates relationships. Uh, Mia is married to Frank Moss, who I've had on the podcast, yep. who's the founder of Franklin and Anthony Bespoke Suits. Y'all have won Best New Coffee Shop, Best Coffee Shop, uh, you were dubbed a living, living legend in making entrepreneurship by Alpha Phi Alpha, yeah. which is pretty cool. Fort Worth 40 Under 40, TCU Business Leader 2022, and you won the Blazing Forward Award in 2022 from Delta Sigma Theta. So, love that you're here. Ooh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Are you I didn't about know that? so much of that. <laughs> So I don't talk about that it. Is, I, I'm also excited to be here to hear more. <laughs> yeah. 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 I will say Mia, you probably have like the best bio I've ever seen. Thank you. It's like she sent me this, it, this beautiful PDF with links. Cause I know I'm like, can I get a bio? And it's like pulling teeth and you're like, boom, here you go. And I was like, I need one of these. 
So <laughs> kudos to that. So Catherine, you're in the hot seat now. <laughs> Catherine graduated from Texas Christian University, Neely School of Business, uh, and you brought your finance skills to Tarrant County's renowned child and family service nonprofit, Lena Pope. You originally wanted to go into the nonprofit world. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. We that, can... We can dive into that. Too. I want to. Cause <laughs> bo yeah. Both of you guys kind of took a detour from uh -huh. what you set out to do originally. Mm -hmm. uh, you were the, the donor relations coordinator, which, Melissa, you know all, of, all about that world. <laughs> all about the fundraising um, world. And you built and maintained relationships that spanned every cultural difference and income divide in the DFW area. Uh, you, you then brought those skills to the Craftwork Group, Craftwork Coffee, uh, where, where you ensured growth and accountability as the director of finance and human resources, and then eventually became the director of operations. Mm -hmm. um, then an opportunity arose where you took ownership of the former Craftwork coffee shop on Magnolia in the near south side, and, and you reopened that, rededicated it as, as Cherry Coffee Shop. Changed the vibe, just kind of leveled up the, mm -hmm. the entire thing. So went from director of operations to the founder of Cherry Coffee Shop, which is one of the city's most beloved coffee shops in Fort Worth. And then you recently acquired the Novel Coffee Roasters. So it's a roastery. Is that, mm -hmm. is that the proper? Yeah, roastery. Roastery, yeah. the proper mm -hmm. proper term, um, which had been in business for... 10 years. 10, ten years. Yeah. Um, and it's it's distributed to 40 different states. I think I read that. 44 last year. Our goal Ooh. is 50 this year. Uh, that's yeah. incredible. Right here, right here in yeah. Fort Worth. Uh, you are married to Jonathan Morris, who has also been on an episode, <laughs> the founder of Fort Worth Barbershop and Hotel Dries. And then I don't have your awards list, but I know you have I won. don't have any. I don't know if you I You were Best New Coffee? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to work I on think, that. Yeah. I think, yeah. No, you were because I, I was best coffee. You were best new coffee. That's right. That's right. And then y'all can duke it out this right. year for like the best coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that said, so thank you for- The awards are really fun. Like They're the first fun, couple of years. But then it's like, then okay, we got to focus on other stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thanks. Yeah. And, and so, uh, so we're going to get into this. But okay. one of like my overarching like reason I wanted to have you both is because I feel like people- Love, 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 love the idea of coffee shops. People love going to coffee shops. And I feel like every millennial and Gen Z in the world is like, I would love to open up a coffee shop one day. <laughs> Literally, it's like on everyone's like, if you could do a wave a magic wand. How many emails do you get? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, everybody yeah. wants one. Tons and tons. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to get in. My, my goal is to get into the nitty gritty of like, what does it take to open up a coffee shop? Should you open up a coffee shop? Should you not open up a coffee shop? How do you? So that, that's my goal because I, okay. I, I want to do like a coffee episode mm -hmm. for all the dreamers because you guys have done it. You have done it and yeah. you've crushed it and you're doing it. So and I, I know you get emails every single day. They're like, mm -hmm. can I pick your brain? Yeah. So we're going to oh pick your brain God. today. Oh okay. <laughs> and I know how much you love that phrase. Can I pick your brain? <laughs> but you're in the hot seat today. Then so you can just send the link afterwards. Right. Everything you need to yeah. know. Here you go. Yeah, one oh one. Perfect. Uh, so, so let's start out just with a little bit of your of your, your backgrounds. Mm -hmm. uh, me, I'm going to put you in the hot seat first. Okay. So you 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 did dance. You you were yeah. Like a, uh, so I've been all over the board. Okay. So went to UTA. Uh, was majoring in dance, and then I said, well, you know what? I don't want to fight over like you know, in auditions and do all that. I don't like all that stuff, so let me not do dance. So then I was like, I'm going to do business. Okay. So then I started on that road, and then I was like, well, I think I want to work in education. So I ended up working for Fort Worth ISD. 
that's where I ended. <laughs> and I was Wait, like, what were you doing for Fourth ISD? Um, so I worked with um, I worked at the alternative school. I worked with the hearing officers for kids that were kicked out of their school. Um, the alternative school is no more than ninety days. Like you have to do something really bad to get ninety days. Um, most of the kids were there for thirty days. So I worked with the hearing officers, with um, the staff at the school, to help like transition the kids in and out mm-hmm. of the space, which I actually really really loved really loved it um and the kids were great like the alternative school small you know when you go into forward isd schools it's like so many people not enough teachers you know not enough staff and when those kids get into our space or our old space um they were great they were able to flourish you know yeah. they just needed you know a little, a little extra one-on-one. love yeah mm-hmm. More yeah so, so you're, pa- you're passionate about you're passionate about education it sounds like yeah I'm, and i'm passionate about those kids that get lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I ended up in coffee, too. So that was my first job out of high school was for Seattle's Best, which mm. dates me. Um, it was right before Starbucks uh, acquired Seattle's Best. Ooh, 2002. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where was Seattle's Best at? It was in the airport. Oh, okay. You were driving oh, yeah. to the airport. I was. I mean, I was young. You don't care. Yeah. Like, you're just yeah. driving. I would, I would go party and get up at 4 in the morning <laughs> and then go to work. So, <laughs> yeah. And there fun. was no real, like, there wasn't very many coffee shops no. around. No. Especially in Fort Worth. It was like, yeah. what? Yeah. So, it was really fun. I got to meet a lot of interesting people and connected with a lot of people that worked in the airport. And um, it brought me out of my shell a little bit. And so, that's what I really fell in love with. Mm. So, um, just after traveling and like going to different coffee shops, coffee shops opening up in Fort Worth and visiting those, um, I was just like talking to Derek, somebody that we know. Um, and I was just like, I want to open up a coffee shop like in the area. And he was like, okay, do it. So I was like, oh, okay. When, when was that? This was, this was like years later. So I think I really started pursuing it in two, like early 2017. This episode is sponsored by the Fort Worth Business Press. As a Fort Worth entrepreneur and small business owner, the Business Press is my favorite source for news and updates about the entrepreneurial community in and around Fort Worth. I read their email newsletter literally every day. It's always full of insights and stories that really matter. Are you ready to be more connected? Sign up for their free newsletter at fortworthbusinesspress.com. But If you're like me and the newsletter just isn't enough, you can become an insider. With the code STORYTELLING10, all one word, you'll get a discount on the insider membership. Insiders receive exclusive access to special content, 24 issues of the business press delivered to your door each year, and discounts on event registrations and more. Join me and the Fort Worth Business Press in staying up to date on the people, companies, and issues that matter most to Fort Worth. Okay. And that's where I found the coffee school in Portland. Um, it was a father-son duo. The father had been in coffee for 30 years. Bellissimo is what it's called. And um, he just decided he wanted to teach other people how to do it. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll go and see. See how it with, goes. With the end goal of I want to open my own shop. Yes, okay. yes. Um, and I really wanted it to be in the neighborhood because I had to get on the freeway to get local coffee. Mm-hmm. And we live in Meadowbrook. Yeah, the and there, there's, there was no coffee shop. No coffee shops. Which and is so, crazy. I know. In like 2017, 2018, that's bonkers. Where there's like a Starbucks on every single corner. Yeah, we couldn't even get a Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's the crazy thing. So, um, yeah, I went to the school, came back, and we kind of lucked up on the building because um, 
is a, a family friend, Frank's family. They know him. And he owned uh, one of the shopping centers on Rosedale. And he was like, well, I have this building, but it's not on the market. You want to check it out? And we went and looked. And it was the old Poly Grill, which is a diner um, mm-hmm. that everyone knew in the neighborhood. Texas Westland staff remembered it because they used to go there all the time because there's nothing in the area. So, yeah, we looked up on that building and... And y'all opened in 2019. 2019. Yeah. Okay. Right before COVID. Yeah. So we'll right we'll before. get we'll get into some of that. Okay. <laughs> Wait, okay. I just what's, the digital, what's the digital storefront part? Okay. Oh, so that's what. So I met some guys that um, started roasting. They started roasting in um, like the middle of nowhere, Texas, mm-hmm. and um, they were just like, "Hey, we're, we're roasting, but you know, if you want us to roast for you, we can roast for you. Come and see, you know, our offerings, what we have." And so I was able to go to their location. It's called U.S. Roast. That's who um, helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was able to go there, look through all of their beans. They get beans from all over the world. And I just created my own blends. And so since I was waiting on, you know, the shop to be fixed, old building, all that. took forever to get permits and different things. I was like, I'm just going to sell coffee online. And so that's what I started doing first. Just whole Sold beans? Whole beans online. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was, and it was cool because people were actually into it. It's like, okay. Was that like the poly? The poly blend, the East Sider. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So before, so before you opened the shop shop, you were selling beans. Yeah, so like 20, 20, like late 2017 through 2018, um, that was like majority of what I was doing was selling online. And that was kind of, was it still like a side hustle at that point? Yeah, yeah, because I was still still at the school district. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, I just want to say, I think something that's cool is someone who knows you is how your time at Fort Worth ISD, there's just kind of a through line of you seeing a need for opportunity. Mm -hmm. And whether that's in kiddos that you're um, interacting with at an alternative school and just seeing the felt need that exists there and stepping into it or seeing the opportunity that didn't exist in your own community, having to get on a freeway to go get coffee. And so I just think that's really cool because it kind of shows that no matter what we do and how we pivot, we are who we are mm-hmm. and we care about what we care about. Yeah. And so I love that that continues to be your story. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I absolutely care um, about the community. I, I mean, I, I really have a heart for kids, teenagers, mm-hmm. um, because like that's a very hard time. Yeah. And so you're trying to figure out life and then you you you're told like you got to have it all figured out at one time. And it's just like, no, you don't like you can do a million things, but do something. And so to me, like, I just wanted it to be um, a visual, yeah. you know, to people like you can do whatever you want. And if you can't, you know, get to another state or go somewhere else, you can do it right where you are. Mm, in so, your own backyard. Yeah, that was that was the main reason I was like, it has to be over here. Mm. And I think both of you are a testament to you can do whatever oh, you want. Yeah. You can chase your dreams. Oh, yeah. You can do it all, right? Right, Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> you do it Most all. Days. Director Most of Operations, days. Human Resources. Like, oh, I'm a numbers girl. Now you're a numbers girl? She's the accountant. I mean, the finance. Yeah. That's what we call her. Yeah. Can you, so at Craftwork, I know y'all did Culture Index. What What is your profile? Predictive Index. Predictive Index. Uh, yeah. Operator. Oper, oper, I was going <laughs> to guess operator. Yeah. So you're super detailed, high patience. High patience. High patience, okay. Too much patience sometimes. Too much patience. Okay, so take <laughs> yeah. us into your your journey. You were a numbers person. Okay. 
So when I was in sixth grade, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I was in the stock market club. What? Wait, were you really? Yes. There was a stock market club in Argyle this. Middle School. That's so cool, really? honestly. Stock market club, and I got second place to freaking Brian Baumgartner because he bought co- he bought the cool stocks. You know, mm-hmm. I was like doing the research, but he was just like Coca Cola, Nike, <laughs> and he won. Oh. Um, do you still do you still do stocks? I mean, I yeah, not I don't manage it myself, <laughs> but yes. Uh, Wait, that is my favorite fun fact. That is yeah. a fun <laughs> fact. Oh, I got more coming for you. Well, honestly, I'm like, can we sign our kids up for that? I know. Yeah. Like, where is it? Can I sign up for that? Yeah. I don't know how to do that stuff. Argyle, who knew? Um, All right, can we cut you off. So, keep, keep no, going. no, you're good. You're good. You're good. I'll try and keep it short. So I went to TCU, got a degree in finance and accounting. My goal, like my career goal, and it's still like I would still love to do this. Um, is to run a corporate foundation because I think these large corporations have so much opportunity and so many resources to make a really actual impactful difference rather than what a lot of them are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was always my goal, right? Of I want to go work at a corporate foundation. And so I said, well, how do I, how do, I do that? Well, I need to know numbers. I need to know finance. And I need to know, you know, how investments That work. was your goal even in like high school? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's, uh, that's cool. So I got my degree in finance and I said, well, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going go, um, go to go to Wall Street, make a bunch of money, give it all away, and then like work my way into the foundations. Uh, got my degree in finance, got all my certifications, you know, like all the Series 7s and 68s and 69s and things like that. And then got into, um, got into investment world and very quickly realized that that's not suited for me. I'm not a competitive person. Mm. Um, I'm a collaborator, which mm. will come throughout our conversation, I'm mm. sure. Um, and it just wasn't a world that excited me. And so I said, okay, let me redirect my path here. If I wanna, if I wanna be the person evaluating nonprofits, I need to understand how they work from the inside. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I went to work for Lena Pope um, in the development department. So I could really understand the inner workings of a nonprofit. So I knew how to evaluate them in the future. And then, you know, life happens and, and I, I left, uh, I left Lena Pope to help take care of my father, um, who was aging at the time and, Mm. uh, took a year off. And then it was got to the point where he needed full-time care and attention. So then hired somebody for that. And then I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do now? And then I started my own business. So I started a business doing donor gratitude programs. Helping Which, small when and I saw size. this, I was like, wait, I need, this is like a felt need. Yeah. <laughs> I love nonprofits this. in general, in general, not calling anybody like in general, nonprofits are not very good at saying thank you because mm. they're chasing the next dollar. Mm. Yeah. So in all business, it's way, it's yeah, like so yeah. hard. your best business is, is your cl- current clients and right. your past clients. Yeah. But we always are laser focused on what's next. What's, what's next? next? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I started this business to help small and medium sized nonprofits build out their donor gratitude programs. Cause that's what I was really good at, at Lena Pope. Um, Honestly, and that's a great, I'm like thinking of the net and you guys like, yeah. right. I would totally we have a seven step seven-step thank you process for a first-time donor because of people like Beautiful. you who we've learned wow. from you know yeah, it's amazing because I love we're that. because that's the most important thing and so but i want i want my own stationery <laughs> <laughs> you can have that <laughs> um long story short i did not run that business very well and it uh, cratered and fell to the ground um and at the time i was working out of craft work so the craft work on camp Bowie, they have office spaces in the back i was renting an office 
So, and that was my first introduction to specialty coffee and like really a community coffee shop of, wait, I know this, this barista knows my name and Mm -hmm. they're asking me a question about my meeting from yesterday. And they're like, this isn't Starbucks, you know, Mm -hmm. um, this isn't a 30 second transaction and then they're on to the next. So that was my introduction to specialty coffee to community coffee shops so my business shut down and I was like, I'm never going to run another business again. I'm a terrible <laughs> boss. I don't know how to lead a company. And uh, I'm just words. good. I'm, I'm an operator. I'm good at the support roles. Like that's what I'm good at. So uh, the director of operation or the operations manager at Craftwork was going on maternity leave. I said, hey, what are you going to do when Macy's out? And they're like, we'll figure it out. And I'm like, ooh, no, you're a visionary. You're not a detail person. <laughs> so I said, hire me part-time, temporary, just to keep your bills paid for you, essentially. And then when Macy comes back, I'll go find something else to do. And three years later, I was director of operations. Wow. <laughs> and did you like that world? Like, did you, you... I did. I did like it. I really got so much joy from leading a team of mm. young people and helping helping give them just a really positive work environment. Um, Cause there's a lot of really bad bosses out there, a lot mm-hmm. of bad companies. And I hate hearing those stories all the time. Mm. So my goal was always just to be like a good place for people to work. Yeah. And so at, and at, 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 the, at that time, Craftwork had three or four locations, we had four locations, four locations. Yeah. Okay. So, so you- then COVID hit pandemic came Craftwork reevaluated their business model, changed their business model, Part of that meant selling three of our standalone locations. And so I bought the one on Magnolia. I was having a cocktail with a friend. I had no intention of doing this at all. <laughs> I was going to say, how did you I was, At the time, my husband was building a hotel. And I said, you know, he might need some help. So I'll just, you know, sell these locations that I manage. And then I'm out of a job. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm just going to go home and help Jonathan. And um, had a cocktail with a friend. And they were like, well, Catherine, you managed four locations you can do one Mm. I was like you're right I can but you know the fear of I run a business before and that failed was in my mind Mm -hmm. um how'd you get over that part of it was just the the opportunity Mm. with this of I had been doing Mm. it for three years pretty successfully um and so yeah I managed four shops so yeah, yeah I I can manage one and I know the operations and I know the team and I know the numbers. Like I had mm-hmm. a more intimate look than most people get when they buy a business. Of, mm-hmm. You know, I was doing our finances for the company. Yeah, you knew time. if it would work <laughs> yeah. or not. because been... I knew that it would work. I knew the potential it had. Um, well, you had proof of concept, not just in the right. company, but in yourself, right. too. Yeah. And your own capabilities, which yeah. is really cool. And so that was a confidence booster of, yeah, I can do that. So I had a cocktail with a friend. I said, well, yeah, I can do that. So I sent Jonathan a text message, and I said, what, you, what would you think if I bought Craftwork on Magnolia? And two minutes later, he said, go for it. <laughs> so I did. <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight weeks later, I, That's cool. I turned Craftwork into a chair. But even, like, buying, like, the idea of, like, buying a business yeah. sounds kind of like a thing. sounds like a thing that, like, rich venture capitalists do. Yeah. Sure. Like even, like, even that, like, I don't really know how that works. Like that's Yeah, a, it's a lot of debt. Uh-huh. So yeah. you, you took you took a, like a loan. You yeah. go to a bank and said, yeah. "I want to buy yeah. this business." Yeah. But you ha- you had all the you had the yeah, performance she had the proof. and all the business. She had everything. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. That's a great way to start. And yeah. you were able to do it in eight weeks. Yeah. That's so. It was about like maybe eight to ten. Yeah. 
Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I remember we were actually doing a project together with Craftwork. Yeah. And so that's how we built our relationship. Uh -huh. um, and I remember you telling me that you were going to buy it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's like cool. Because, again, it's something I never heard of. Right. Like, I don't know people that buy businesses. So it was just, it was different. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. I was going to ask how y'all intersected or what that. COVID. When did, when did COVID. 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 Yeah. Okay. Brought us together. What? So you were doing the digital it thing was, at the time. Um, no, COVID, she was open. Yeah, I was open. Oh, yeah. you're right, you're right. The collaboration we did was with the... I know. Yeah. I can't think of it. There was a group of women getting <laughs> together, to amp sharing amplify, the mic. It was amplifying... Share the mic or something like it was that. Share the no, mic. Share amplifying, the mic. Share the amplifying black voices. Yes. yes. So it's like, here's the white woman in the coffee industry amplifying the black woman in yeah. the coffee industry. Yeah, and so we worked together on that. Yeah. Um, and then we did a project together with work and black coffee mm -hmm. and so that's how we yeah. got together and what and what's cool like i i remember like there's been multiple times where i've like stumbled into a coffee shop uh -huh. and you guys are there it was with like uh, who, who else it's who else is on, on and like what are y'all's is there a name for it yeah, y'all's crew we got a couple names <laughs> is there a name for the crew you guys know it's like the cat crawl the cat crawl group. cat crawl yeah. okay. is that what it's called so, no i mean we we call ourselves the coffee mafia coffee <laughs> that's why she's the accountant i'm the accountant she's moss the boss Moss the boss. Yeah. yeah i love this but then that's what, like i'll stumble into a coffee shop and y'all are that you have these these several like other business owners who are in theory are competition like sure like, we both do the same thing in competition. We are, like, there having coffee, laughing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I would see that, I'm like, this makes my heart so happy. This is Fort Worth. This is, like, yes. mm -hmm. we value 100%. collaboration. But y'all get together once a month, every couple months, some, something like that. When necessary. When necessary. <laughs> when Sometimes necessary, twice, yeah. a month. Yeah. twice a month. Yeah. Twice a month. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, it, it really is just, like, a group of women that are in the same industry, but, like, we can talk about whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if it's business, cool. Like, even during COVID, like, people running out of ice cups. Mm -hmm. Like, we're like, who has cups? Mm -hmm. I can get cups, you know? So we were helping each other through that, and we help each other through life in general. So yeah. it's not just business. It's everything. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And, I, I like, this sounds this sounds kind of like uh, privileged problems, but, like, it's, it's lonely being the leader a lot of mm -hmm. times because, mm -hmm. like, you're holding everyone accountable. You're checking on everyone, but like yeah. no one in your organization is checking on. You know, right. you can't oh, yeah. be that great of friends. Like there's just yeah. a there's just a barrier as as a leader, and so mm -hmm. it feels yeah. like no one's checking on you. And so I I, I found myself like craving that, and needing that. I've, I found it in, in different pockets, but mm -hmm. I think having a group of people who are going through the same things, who are kind of in that lonely leader position, is a is a neat is a neat thing to have. Um, so one of my first questions was... Wait, was, but then I bought a coffee roasting company. Oh, yeah, we oh, just yeah, did that. Yeah. <laughs> we skipped over the... No, giant, no, please. Giant Sorry, I, I cannot... You have to. Go ahead. I cannot condense my story. But you have to, to tell minutes, that. It's to like okay. Keep it going. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So you, Cherry's, cherry's rocking and rolling. You cherry's rocking and rolling. And when I had did you open Cherry? What year was that? 2021. 2021. April so. of 2021. Post-COVID. Post-COVID. Mid-COVID, okay. yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Always wanted to get into coffee roasting. Mm -hmm. And then when I, so with Cherry, we wanted to promote female-owned roasting companies on our pour-over selection, female-owned or minority-owned roasting. So I said, hey, let's look for um, female-owned coffee roasting operations in North Texas. 
found 38 different coffee roasting companies in North Texas. Not a single one was female owned. Wow. Mm. And that just like lit the fire under me um, to do that. And so I worked on a business plan, um, got it together this last December. I was about to put down a very large deposit on a coffee roasting machine that I wanted. And then a friend came to me and said, would you be interested in buying another company? And I'm like, well, I did it once. I can, I can <laughs> let, me, let me evaluate this. And so um, two months later, I closed on the acquisition of Novel Coffee Roasters. So they've been in business for 10 years out of Dallas. I moved it to Fort Worth. And yeah. And when you do that, you're, you're buying That's amazing. the equipment and the, you're buying the, their distribution because they mm -hmm. already are selling it everywhere. Yep. Um, the brand. The everything. brand and the brand is super cool. I, yeah, I told you I this know. the other day. I love y'all's yeah. branding. Yeah. Um, and, well, and but and you before so before that you were getting your beans from other charity. Yeah. Chari so you were I had I used places. a couple different roasters. Um, one was local. Our primary roaster was local, and then our pour over roaster um, that we use on pour overs is out of North Carolina. Okay. And I still use them. You do. They're okay. Great. So good. And then has that has that has that gone well? Like the roasting. It has, you know, it's a completely different ball game of of the industry that I'm learning. Because it's it's more B to B. It's more B to B. Um, I want to increase our B to C quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, margins are better with that, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, Instead of being wholesale, right. you, you can sell it. More I mean, I want to be wholesale because that yeah. gets us in front of the customer. Yeah. Um, but you know, I've got goals for the year. Okay. Uh, to increase increase revenue sources. Um, yeah. So it's mostly B to B. Um, we're an H E B. Um, locally. How did you, um, I feel like Jamie and I can relate to having a thing and then feeling like, okay, this thing needs to expand into the next thing. For you, how did you, what was the tipping point? And obviously there is that passion there because when you see that there's not another female who is in that same space, you're like, here I am, send me, I'll sign up for that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll make that happen. Um, but Beyond that, kind of logistically or work-wise, or maybe it's more like business owner mind mindset of how did you know I'm ready for the next thing? I, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you just do it. You do it scared. Are you a small business owner or an entrepreneur? Do you do marketing for a small business? If so, I have something that I want to give you and it's totally for free. We've put together a free resource at 6fstorytelling.com slash download. And it's the secrets, it's the tips, it's the tricks, it's the tools of the trade. It's literally everything we do at 6F Storytelling to help small businesses grow. Go download it today at 6fstorytelling.com slash download. Yeah, that's true. And I didn't know if you felt like, oh, you know, I have a good operator in place now. So now I feel like, okay, it's time for the next thing. Let me just say, um, again, human resources. <laughs> this one, like her staff, she equips them for whatever. So I feel like mm -hmm. even like training before, wise, you mean? Yeah. That? Like even before They're empowered. she was ready to, you know, buy another business, like her team was ready anyway. That's awesome. That's the good thing about her. And we'll, like we were talking about in there, I always tell her, like, teach us because you got it down. Like, she equips her team and she's like, because you have things to do, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when she has something to do, she has something to do and they step up. Right. It's great. So I feel like that was already. Yeah. Like, the team that I have is amazing. Like, and I've empowered them and equipped them, like Mia said. And 
everybody has their roles in the in the shop and they yeah so like they were I wasn't doing very much at the time anyway yeah cherry coffee shop I'm showing up and being present and you know engaging with the customers and engaging with the team um but yeah so they were they were ready I wasn't worried about the shop at all right I was more worried about my capacity to um straddle two different businesses and how Mm -hmm. to merge those and how to spend my time and how to not make people feel um neglected I think that's my big I'm still struggle with that but yeah yeah. do you have another operator like do you have a you like what you were to craft work yeah so I have a director of operations um and she's kind of my second in command Mm -hmm. that oversees both companies because so I can kind of step back and sit in that visionary seat. Because you're you're kind of a unicorn. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. Oh yeah. To me, <laughs> because because g- generally, like founders are, I have this idea. I'm going to chase it down. Like me, I'm assuming you like you're like I have this idea. I have this vision. There's got to be coffee on the east right. side. It doesn't right. exist. Yeah. I'm going to chase it down and get every. You rally the troops and get yeah. excited. And like m- me, for example, even like. I am not a numbers person. I've never made a business plan. (laughs) Listen, I can relate. Uh, I'm not an opera. Like operating is so hard for me, but that's your back. That's your background. And to to be able to do both, I'm like, Mm -hmm. and I've looked for operators. It's so hard to find a great operator. So you're this kind of magic unicorn that does both of it. I'm learning how to do vision casting more. Mm -hmm. That's not been a strength of mine, which is why I rely so much on, on my girls. Mm -hmm. Like, Cause they, I mean, Mia is the community champion, right? Like the (laughs) ideas that she has and then how she so quickly executes them. Um, I can't even fathom some of the events that she does. Like I can't even fathom, like, I'm just like, I'm open from seven to seven. (laughs) 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 I operate within the bounds and it's hard for me to have those visions of greater using your space differently and using mm-hmm. your voice differently. And that's why I rely so much on, I'm not a unicorn. I'm just cobbled together with the greatness of the women around me. Mm. Ooh. Mm, that, that was good. That was good. Trademark. Trademark that. T-shirt. Yeah. Okay. What, one of the things I wanted to, uh, do you have to put something you're going to No, say? I just think that was, I was just curious as somebody who's gone from like the mothership kind of thing and wanting to do the next thing and then feeling, but I feel like what I'm learning from you as another founder is just focusing on your team and shoring up that your team feels ready, empowered, knows what to do to the point where you're almost working yourself out of a job. I heard one founder yeah. on a business podcast one time say, he's like, you know, you're in a good spot when you're, you feel, you don't feel needed anymore. You're almost vulnerable. Cause you're like, Oh gosh, what do I do now? Like, do people know that I don't know what I'm supposed to do now? Because I've worked myself out of a job yeah. to the point where you are looking to the next thing. Um, but I'm just encouraged and kind of inspired by that and focusing on your team and really trusting and empowering them so that when the next thing comes, you're like, yeah, I have more, I have a little bit of margin and a little bit of courage or go scaredness to be able to do that. I mean, our job as leaders is to make sure that our teams are taken care of mm-hmm. so that then they in turn take care of the customer and the guest. You know? Right. Like that's that's my job. My job yep. is to make sure I have the right people in the right seats. Your job is to make sure you have the right people in the right seats mm-hmm. um, and to take care of the team so that they take care of the customer. Practically, what does that look like? Like, do how do that? you do that? Like, how do you make sure your people are feel taken care of and know what they're doing? <laughs> <laughs> 
it's hard in the service industry, you know, because wages are yeah the wages. And so it's hard. And so mm-hmm. it's how can we, and we do it differently in different ways. Like I, um, I instituted this, this year quarterly wellness day for the team where I'm going to close the shop one day a quarter and we're going to do activities that bring us peace and calm and growth and development. Um, because that tells my team, like, I'm not here for every dollar. Mm-hmm. I'm here for their thriving. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So that's one one thing I do. Yeah, I love no, that. that's great. I when cannot do, do that. And- I would love to do that. <laughs> so my set of issues are a bit different. I'm in a minority area. My staff is minority. Um, like, everyone is a minority. Um, and so... What I'm noticing is that um, the stresses that they have are different. So Life stresses, you mean? Yeah, life stresses. Mm -hmm. Things that they deal with on a day-to-day basis are different. And so closing down, they want to shut down. Mm -hmm. They don't want to sit and do whatever activity, you know. And and we've done a few activities, you know, go to different um, small businesses to hang out. But a lot of times I see that they just need a break. They're mm. in, most of them are in school. Um, I have one person that is almost married, engaged, about to be married. You know, so life is different. And 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 so I just see that on my side of town, life is different. So it's yeah. like, how do you, That that's what I'm trying to figure out is how can I support them? You know, what do they need? Because they don't need another day of doing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it really is like we have a meeting like tomorrow <laughs> to talk about things that would help them mm-hmm. out, you know, not, not just inside the store, but outside. Like, what can I do if not a day with me? Like, what do you want? Yeah. And trying to see how I can tackle that. And the good thing about me being so community based is I can make a call to somebody and be like, Hey, this is what my person needs. Mm-hmm. You know, the person that gives you coffee every morning, like this is what they need. And I know they'll be taken care of. So it's a it's a bit different um, because I've I've tried that, but that's not working at the moment. So right. it is really about talking to them and like listening to what they actually need, yeah, and seeing how you can help. Well, how how, how do both of you? This is not where I was going to go, but I, we're we're going this way, so I like it. This is like <laughs> this is leadership stuff. Yeah. So one one of the challenges of the service industry is like making is consistency of experience, mm-hmm. taking care of customers. And the challenge is like, you know, if, if Mia's in the shop, it's going to be magic. She's going to make everyone feel special. She just like knows what to do. If you're in the shop, you, you know, you know what to do. It's like Chick-fil-A. How do they get all their employees to say the same thing and do the same thing? And consider? What do you guys do as, as you go from like I'm behind the counter to now I'm scaling and having a team? How do you train your employees and sort of hold that consistency, hold accountability Make sure they know what they're doing when you're not there. Like, what, what, walk, walk me through some of that. So, I'm, I'm, a, I want to start a coffee shop. How do I get my em- employees and team members to take care of our customers really well when I'm not there? You first. <laughs> you first. You first. I think for me, it's all, it's all about making them feel confident in what they're doing first. Um, so, um, affirmations are great. We know that in life, and so you have to affirm your staff and let them know, like. You know, you're doing a great job. You're able to do this job. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to back you. Um, Because one of the big issues I had early on was everybody knew me. Mm -hmm. So if I wasn't there, 
you know, they didn't treat the staff as well because mm-hmm. they're not Mia. And yeah. I'm like, no, you don't need to be me. Like, I've equipped you and stand in that and stand firm. And so I I push them to, to lead, you know, every mm-hmm. single person, not just my assistant manager, like everybody. I, mm-hmm. I push them to lead and to stand firm. Like just yesterday, some lady came in while I was gone and propped her foot up on the counter to tie her shoe. <laughs> on the and coffee counter? On the coffee counter. That's a, to tie her shoe. And one of the employees was just like, you know, I didn't know what to do. I said, no, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know what to do. And I back you 100%. Mm-hmm. If you have to. Is that empowering? Piece? Yeah. And if you have mm-hmm. to politely, you know, assert yourself, please do so. So for me, it's just about empowering them to, you know, feel like they have a say or to feel like they can stand in my place when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't let people bully you. Like, mm-hmm. everyone asks, where's Mia? Not here. Yeah. How can I help you? <laughs> Even if I am yeah. there, I don't want them to know I'm there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hide in the back sometimes. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. My, my team knows to say that I'm not yeah, there. Yeah, and they're like, such and such just walked in. Just yeah. let you know. And I'm like, Confessions okay, thank you. of can, a coffee shop owner. I can stay back. Yeah. <laughs> we love everybody, though. Everybody. We do, but we have a Come lot to do. Come buy my coffee. Not just everybody. sometimes yeah. I need to hide. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, what about you? Tra- training your team, empowering your team. Yeah, I mean... A lot of what Mia just said of empowering them, um, trusting them and their responses to customers, not making them feel like, I don't know if I did that right, you know, um, but also just setting really clear expectations. Mm-hmm. Like Cherry Coffee Shop, we're built on kindness and inclusion. So we're going to be kind to everybody that walks through the door. And I want them to be kind to us as well. Um, Those are core values mm-hmm. or a mission. Two of them. Yeah, that's okay. two of our core values. And do you say that a lot? I say it a lot with the team and I reiterate that with the team Mm -hmm. all the time Um, because not everybody is nice to us when they walk through the door. Shocking. Mm -hmm. Um, But just setting clear expectations with the team, this younger generation, like they want to know, they want to know what your expectations are. They want to know how to do the job. Um, And then we go through like, yeah, we're a coffee shop, but we're a hospitality company. Mm -hmm. Um, So we do a lot of hospitality training when we onboard them. And we have a hospitality manual that's separate from our employee manual. That and what does that mean? Um, so like how you talk to people? How we what? talk to people? Like what are the five? When somebody, when a customer walks through the door, we have five points of interaction with them. Interesting. And we talk through that during training. What are, What are the five points? Just so when somebody ask. walks through the door, they will have to be acknowledged. Okay. So, hey, welcome in. How you? Hi. Good morning. Good afternoon. Um, and then at the register, that's where we're kind of the expert of the product. So that's where we can make recommendations. We can talk about the product, like just make them feel comfortable and not stupid for asking questions, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Um, a lot of people think specialty coffee, they're going to be so bougie. And we're like, no, get that iced vanilla latte. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get what you like. Because <laughs> some places are bougie in a little. Like, Absolutely. Yeah. I remember like, I'm not going to no, say no, that. No. No. Not going to say the name. No names. <laughs> One time no, I ordered no an espresso with ice and they're like, you can't do that. And I was like. Yes, you can. You absolutely can. Yeah, absolutely. So, anyways, not to interrupt you. So, <laughs> no. so exp- so greet them. Greet them. Expert in in the product. Uh huh. And then when they are, um, this the third one's kind of like depends on the customer. Um, as far as do they want to talk? Do they want to engage? And then the person on bar making the drink, they're the ones engaging with the customers. If the customer is open to it, 
I guess. Not everybody wants to have a conversation. Yeah, using the awareness to even make that call, yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah. Um, we take their name at the register so that we're calling out their name to pick it up mm. instead of just, you know, vanilla latte. So we like to just make it as personal as we can. Um, and then on the way out, we want everybody to go out with a greeting or a farewell. That's great. I love that. Yeah. So a whole, a whole like. And so, and I call them, I'll call the team out if I'm like, hey, two of y'all were standing there and nobody told that person to have a good day. Like holding them accountable and calling those things out mm-hmm. is what is what works for me. And was that hard to do? Hold like call that out. Or was that, was that, did that come naturally or not naturally? I guess is my question. It came naturally. I didn't think I would be a person that gives good feedback until mm-hmm. I was forced into a situation where I was the only leader on the team at when this is when I was at Kraftwerk that had to have a hard conversation with an employee. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh shoot, I'm good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I love feedback and I encourage feedback and my team gives me feedback um, all the time. And so, and that that's sometimes rare in an organization is to, is for people to feel empowered to give the leader yeah. feedback. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. say I've ex- I experienced those five points on a mul- mul- more than one day a week. Yeah. <laughs> so good job. As you're going through, I was like, wait, they do. Yep. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that shows you know you don't you don't just stumble into great service. You don't just open a a, a spot right. like right. it's something you have to teach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something you have to write down what's our process how do we talk about it i mean the hiring process is huge and yeah Yeah. i don't in my interviews i think i have like one question about coffee oh really and everything else is about like because i can teach we can teach you how to make coffee yeah but i can't teach you how to interact with people well and how to be a kind person so that's what i I think we ask about coffee at all honestly in your interviews you don't ask about coffee no, because you can teach it. Like it's yeah. teachable. Like anybody can do it. You I know? think I just ask if you're willing. Yeah, but I don't. I don't ask about coffee. I think I just ask like, can you drink coffee? Because <laughs> <laughs> there are people who are like, oh, I love it. Like I can't have it though. And I'm like, well, you, why are you working at a coffee it. shop? <laughs> like you gotta drink you gotta a little bit, taste. you know. <laughs> yeah. And I have somebody on the team like they they can you know quality control mm-hmm. you know espresso do that, but they can't like have a lot. Sure. So it'll be decaf. Sure. But as long as they can, you know, do that first, that's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to be able to do that part. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that's right. But, like, yeah, most of our questions are, you know, who are you? Like, what would you do in this situation? Mm-hmm. You Giving know? them situ- specific situations. Yeah, we give specific situations. Like, what would you do? And now you have a new one. You're like, if somebody puts their foot <laughs> on, on the counter, the Ooh. coffee counter, I'm just like, you just oh throw that gosh. into your... I love not Your being repertoire. there when these things happen. <laughs> oh too. my god, I like my team is so much kinder than I exactly because I'm so like I would have been like what you know. So it's 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 great because yeah, they're nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. any other like hiring tips? Like I made this mistake in the beginning, or I had to learn this. Maybe Hi- if, hiring if, is guessing. Is Fire, guessing. Firing is knowing. Mm. Yes. Oh, that's Ooh. a good phrase. Mm-hmm. Another one. That's not. That's not an original. Oh, okay. I heard that somewhere. Well, I like I'll, it. I'll just it's own good. it. We'll pretend. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna give you it's the credit good. for that. Yeah. Write it down. That Hiring was good. is good. Hire. What is it? Hire slow. Fire fast. But yeah. I, I hire fast. Fire fast. You do. Yeah. And are you the one interviewing people? Like, are you doing not most anymore? Of the hiring? I, I don't either. First, I'm like, so two, happy. Neither of y'all do. I'm so happy. I don't either. No. Yeah. For the first two years, I did. Um, but now I've I've completely stepped away. Like we have a barista starting tomorrow that I've never met. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's I had one cool. start yesterday. Yeah. I haven't met her. And, and Mia, you said a lot of your 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 employees are coming from the community. Yeah, for and, the most part. Mm-hmm. And 
there was no coffee shops in the community. So, no. so most of your employees didn't have coffee no. backgrounds. No backgrounds. Um, right now, just one person. Um, and they worked at Starbucks, but okay. they're just different. So, I mean, it worked. Yeah. that's the, So on, only one person on your only entire team ever worked. person. That's kind of hard, right? That's like a... It no. is, but it's not. It's not? Because okay. you don't have, like, you don't have to undo. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because I prefer a lot of times you have to experience. undo. Like, I did hire someone that worked at a local coffee shop in Fort Worth, and I was... It was, like, the worst. Because oh, really? I just had to constantly hear about how I used to do it this way, and I used to do it that way, and it's like... Okay, but that's not how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's yeah. not okay, you know? And, I mean, I didn't have to fire that person. They left, but which you, is great. But you had me. to build a whole training plan. Yeah. I mean, you, um, you, you came from an, an, an organization that already had some of that, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But you were, like, starting this thing, you know. But I looked up in the beginning. Like, I just hired some amazing people. Mm-hmm. Like, my original staff, they're all gone now, moved away, most of them. Um... But I lucked up. Like, everyone was just on top of it. They were eager to learn. Like, I didn't have any issues. Because when I opened, like, that was the year that my family decided that we were all going to just go to Broken Boat every December. Like, that's mm-hmm. just what we do. And so I opened a coffee shop in November. And I'm like, I'm really going to leave? Like, for <laughs> One a month week? into it, you did? Yes. And I did. And I was fine. Yeah. So, I mean, it was the best thing ever. Like, I I just had no issues with staff, like you know. So I don't know. I, of, I was surprised. Some of my best employees came to me with zero coffee experience, yeah. and some with zero work experience. Yeah, I have one. But, yeah, but they had like the emotional EQ. I saw the potential of it. Yeah, for uh-huh. sure. You know, I mean, some of them were like eighteen. You know, yeah. when they came to yeah. me. That's the other challenge about coffee shop world is one, it's probably a lot of younger folks, mm-hmm. and then two, they leave. Yeah, you know it's it's always you know not always I'm not gonna say that but yeah but a lot of times it's it's uh, Mm -hmm. yeah and I we know that right right and so like yeah I we talk about that from day one of like I know that you're not going to be here forever I would love if you could be here you know commit 18 months to this Mm -hmm. job um but and that's you know another part of leadership is making sure that you're supporting their future goals. Mm So in my one-on-ones, and Mia touched on it earlier, but, like, I talk about, like, what are your goals outside of work? Yeah. And how can we help you do that? Because mm. um, not – there are some people – I do have some people on staff that do want careers in coffee. Mm-hmm. And um, – but most of them are in school or it's transitionary. And I know that. We're just yeah. upfront about it. I yeah. just want them to leave well. Right. I think being upfront is going to, like, be beneficial for all parties. Like – you know, we're not surprised when you leave, you know, and and then you get support from us. Like one of my baristas now, um, she graduates in December. I actually helped her get her internship with the Boys and Girls Club across the street. So it, it's about, like she said, like assisting them in what they're doing and being understanding, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Those are good. All right. I'm going to change, change the subject a little bit. Okay. I want to talk about vibe and mm-hmm. neighborhood. Because I feel like so, so much of both of your success is creating a certain vibe, atmosphere. Because you're not just selling coffee. You're really selling come, come into my place. Mm-hmm. And so I want to talk about that, like why you did what you did, you know, tips, tricks, lessons, coupled with, you know, nuancing it for the neighborhood you're in. Because I feel like both of you guys are very local to your hyper local, the most local thing, like hyper local to the neighborhood and that yeah. demographic. So 
vibe and neighborhood. I want to hear you guys kind of chat through those or how you thought, how you thought about those decisions. I wanted to build a coffee shop that I wanted to spend time in. Mm. And for me, that's cozy furniture and mm-hmm. it's warm colors and it's kind people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I did. Yeah, and Crafford Kra- Kra- was, Kra- was very modern and kind very of modern, yeah. very modern, yeah. very clean, yeah. very mm-hmm. hard surface. Um, and th- that there's uh, there's absolutely a time and place for that, mm-hmm. and it just wasn't for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted cozy, I wanted um, comfort, I wanted people to feel like they can hang around mm-hmm. um, and not be you know ushered out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband is a magician of music and built a 60-hour playlist <laughs> for a cherry coffee He's shop. He's a beast. Yeah. Like, it's good. It's real good. That's a very Jonathan Because when you put yeah. it out, like, a we listened to hour. it at the shop. We were yeah. like, this this is really, really good. I, I love know. that. Yeah. And, and he doesn't mind updating it. No, he's constantly like, updating it. That's so fun. Yeah, so yeah. They, they have, like, one of the best playlists. So, yeah, the I music is important to, to set the vibe for us. Um, and I'm very fortunate to have a helper in that because if it was just me, it'd be, you know, whatever. So you kind of designed it for you in mind. You're like, I'm the customer. I want to design. I am the customer. And you can tell, like, if you know, Catherine, like you really can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I designed, yeah, I designed it for me and hoping the community would respond to it. Um, you know, we're in a very walkable neighborhood Mm -hmm. and, uh, we, I love, like, I've just loved watching, the kids growing up in the neighborhood and um, just welcoming people in is the first part of their day. Uh, so, yeah, the vibe is kindness and coziness. I love it. That's what I mean. Those are great words to describe. I think that's that's perfect. So I yeah. can go from having like a donor business meeting there with someone from a bank to like bringing my kids and getting them, making them split a recess or like, you know, yeah. get a drink. And yeah, I think that both those things it's it's neat because I feel like it is far reaching that that brand and that vibe is is for a lot of different people. Yeah, it's very inclusive, like you want it. Mia, talk cool. talk to me talk to me about like okay, mine is the, like the black coffee vibe and just how how do you make it to so the neighborhood? Because like your your swagger. main goal was like how do I make the neighborhood? <laughs> yeah, I want to make something that represents the neighborhood. Yeah, so um, the main thing I started with was art, like um, it was important to have art from like local artists um the mural outside the mural outside yeah inside. was a local artist and um delta sigma theta they helped with that um also um inside sunflower man graciously painted that for practically nothing i didn't know he was <sighs> the one that painted that yeah in the inside mm-hmm. and then um two paintings i have of uh, john lewis and nipsey hustle they're from a friend he he does art for fun so mm-hmm. He, he did that. And then I have another piece I'm about to put up um, from a young artist um, in the area, too, that went to Young Men's Leadership um, in the neighborhood. Mm. So um, art is really big um, for the space. Um, and then I just, because I'm so about the community, um, that's what I've pushed. And I've always told people I wanted it to be a space where the community could gather. Mm-hmm. And they do that. Like, there's people meeting all the time. Like, what can we do? What are we doing? And then um, for the entrepreneur to come and work, like people that own their own businesses, you know, I, I see people in nonprofits, you know, they're working there all the time. So I really just wanted it to be a space that they could utilize however they saw fit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love that, you know, you'll be sitting there working and you'll see somebody that you might have thought about. And then they walk in the door mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, man, I was just thinking like, you know, or someone you never met and you want to meet them. And then they walk in the door. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really. Yes. And, and that was the goal is to have a place where people can connect, meet people in the community to get things done. So, yeah. It's also that. very grammable. Like, <laughs> just yeah. meaning, like, I'm going to walk to the bathroom and take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and she's yeah. right across from university also. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been cool, too. I've worked with a couple of the student organizations um, and uh, planning some more things with them as well. Yeah. How do you... Um, so, the community piece is is kind of like the magic of coffee shops. Is you can come work and gather and meet people. and uh, But it's also like... I'm assuming, well, and because we know a little bit, like the Achilles heel of a coffee shop, because it's like people are sitting in there for a really long time. Whereas like when you go to a bar, you know, you, you keep ordering drinks. Yeah. A lot of times at coffee shops, you might have like one one drink. And, yeah. and, and I remember when, when we were opening Brood, I met with a guy who was like a franchise franchisee who had a bunch of coffee, bean, and tea leaves. And he's like, you have to have a drive-thru. And I was like, I don't want to drive-thru. I want people to gather. And yeah. Anyway, so th- there's this tension in coffee of like, space where people feel comfortable and welcome and warm and but I also want to sell coffee how, how do you balance that like t- talk me through some of I got a real fun email the other day from a customer okay <laughs> basically saying um your coffee shop was too full and people were just sitting there working I don't know how you make money I'm a CPA this is not a sustainable business <laughs> he's telling you that wow she she, she was telling me this yeah. <laughs> And Never cease to amaze. I was like, okay. Hmm. I've been to coffee shops that have like little, you can only stay for 90 minutes signs mm-hmm. on there. We're and like, the Wi Fi off. I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, well, the day that it starts to hurt my business model, I'll change it. But I built my business model for people to hang around. Like, literally, it says hang around mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. big moss inside my shop. So I do understand the tension of that. Um, for for me, we have a lot of a lot of our customers because of how connected they are to our shop. They mm. understand that, and they respect it. Mm. Um, my f- favorite one, my favorite customer. Uh, I don't have favorites. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> he's our. Uh, he works out of our shop five mm. five six hours a day. He's there mm. working, and he understand like he gets presents for everybody for Christmas time. He did a cookout for us. He buys multiple things a day. Mm. Like, so they're in general really respectful mm-hmm. knowing that I'm running a business. Um, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Mm. When it hurts my business model, I'll be worried. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm worried about it okay. <laughs> only because I'm by university. And so, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that could, that could cause an issue. Okay. It hasn't been a big issue. And then we do a lot of curbside still. Like, okay. we still follow through with curbside. Because in the beginning, um, I have a side, a yellow door on the side of the building. And that was mainly to be a walk-up for students. That's what That was my vision for it. But mm-hmm. when COVID hit, it became curbside. And we still do a lot of curbside. And we get a lot of... text or they'll, they'll um order it online. Yeah. Um, yeah, all that. And... Um, Mainly, I'm seeing a lot of teachers do that, you know, because they don't have a lot of time in the morning anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, that helps because Mm -hmm. you do have those people that will sit there and they will. They'll get one thing. But uh, because we have that online traffic, it helps um, 
we we do ask people to purchase before mm-hmm. getting the Wi-Fi mm-hmm. again because of the university just being right there. Um, but I mean, I think it comes with it. It's a coffee shop. Yeah, it, it is what it is. That's part part of it. Yeah, and, and so sell, I try to entice them with other things. Do you like, sell food and stuff? Yeah, I was gonna say, and yeah. that's what I was gonna you, say. You like we entice job, them with both food of, you, of upselling. Um, yeah, upselling. That's a big thing. Like you, you know, you got your coffee. You want a pastry with it? Like the guava tart's really good. Like mm-hmm. you know, um, so upselling taco. helps. Um, because I mean, everyone gets hungry. So mm-hmm. yeah, and we just have two different you know customer sets. Like I right. don't have. I'm not right by university, so like I don't. That hasn't been an issue for me mm-hmm. um, as much. So, yeah. was was upselling something you kind of had to learn, or did you? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Because it's hard to ask people to buy something, yeah. you know. Sometimes. Yeah. I'm like. And what about like b- both of you guys sell beans, and you just bought a, a roastery? Is uh-huh. part of part of the business model? Like you, you have to make money in different places as well. Because mm-hmm. because y'all are in y'all you're in Central Market. Right? Central Market, yeah. Yeah. How many Central Markets are, are you in? Just two. Two. Mm-hmm. Okay. And y'all are in? For now. For yeah. now, yes. Yes. And, yes. and you're in H-E-B. H-E-B. And then We're in and three then... of those. Ooh. The fourth one's coming next week. Oh, congrats. Or a couple weeks. When oh, it that's opens. cool. That's, that's awesome. good, yeah. So talk, talk a little bit about just like other income streams where it's like food or, or the bean. Like how, how does that work? Because I'm, I'm assuming you bought a roastery partly because like one, it's the supply chain. Mm-hmm. And then two, it's like it's just an it's another it's diversifying sort of where it's mm-hmm. all centralized around coffee, but it's also other revenue streams. How, how do you think about that? <laughs> <laughs> My question is vague. Hmm. I mean, people come for the coffee, but mm-hmm. like we have to have other things to offer, right? right? So like I know that seventeen percent of my sales are going to be food. So then we kind of plan our week around that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Merch is always good. Not as big as I wanted it to be, but I kind of dropped the ball this year on that. Um, and then, you know, we're exploring catering options now mm. um, for the shop. And, uh, you know, onla- like I would love to drive our online business up more. Like only 4% of our orders. I feel like that's a big market that you could tap into because, again, like people come in, they don't have a seat, which is great for you. Uh, yeah. But then it's like I could just order and pick it up and then go. Yeah. Yeah, I so feel like, like I would, that I just, would be big. I don't need a strategy for that. <laughs> I love that you just rattled off seventeen percent and three percent. Like you know, Ooh, numbers. I know my numbers. numbers. I know my number. Four percent. Four percent. Four percent. I have mine, you know, in a document. Yeah, and I look at it. I'm not gonna remember it. <laughs> if you ask me, let me pop open my laptop real quick. I got yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then retail beans, you know, that's um, that was one thing that was really interesting from going from craft work to cherry is and I'm you've always sold black coffee beans. Yeah. OK, so you don't. Um, so at craft work, we had craft work beans that we sold. And so I thought that the number I thought those numbers would translate over to cherry, even though I was offering, you know, different beans from mm-hmm. different company. But our retail numbers drastically dropped at mm-hmm. cherry for retail beans. Um, people want to buy your brand. Mm-hmm. They're fans of the cherry brand. Fans of the yeah. brand. And so people want to buy your brand. And when you don't have your brand to offer, you know, it's not as important. So I'm really excited to see how our numbers increase um, on our retail sales for beans when we launch the cherry brand of coffee. That's cool. That's, that's super interesting. Yeah. 
Very yeah. interesting. I was going to say, in this one, speaking of merch, I'm like, I feel like oh, she's it's like the best swag. It's like you're hip and cool if yeah. you have like black coffee yeah. <laughs> merch. And y'all had the big, the, bold shirts. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the, the beginning, you were like shirts, real to the big, kitschy like, phrases. Skyline. Yeah. 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 Skyline. We did, yeah, forward skyline. You do yeah. have the best I merch. Try, I just try some different stuff. I try different stuff all the time. Um, yeah. I'm actually going to bring back the OG shirts, though. You are? Yeah. Because it, 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 like, it was the no sugar, no cream. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah, what yeah. I was It would like say what little you like. Little sugar, little cream, a lot yeah. of sugar, a uh-huh. lot of cream. Those, yeah. People love those. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have two of them. <laughs> yeah, you got a few shirts. Uh, I've yeah. got several shirts from Black Coffee. Yeah. Okay, and b- both, I, I was Google stalking you guys the Uh-oh. past couple of days, okay. just reading articles and stuff. But both of y'all talk a lot about representation. You already, yeah. you already, you talked about just from a neighborhood standpoint, you talked about it in the um, roasting world. Mm-hmm. Just, can you, can you talk about just what, what does that mean? Why is that, why was that important to you? How are you changing that? I know we've, we've touched on those, but mm-hmm. just g- give me a little bit more just on why that was so important going into it and why coffee was a a good vehicle for it. I mean, I have nieces that I want, I want them to see women being successful Mm. and like they have mothers that are incredibly successful, but to just see that outside of their immediate family unit. Um, And then I have baristas that are young females that I want, I want them to see women in leadership Um, because women can literally change the world. (laughs) <laughs> Anybody can change the world. Um, but yeah, I just want to show people it can be done. And it's, you know, traditional when you look at the coffee industry, coffee shops, I feel, are getting really well representation mm-hmm. um, more than it was 10 years ago for sure. But once you move into the other as- the vertical aspects of coffee, once you get into um, roasting, once you get into importing, once you get into equipment, manufacturing, mm-hmm. it looks like a traditional Fortune 500 boardroom yep. of ownership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I just want to be able to say like, no, like I'm at the table too and we deserve to be here and we have a lot that we can offer. I love that. That's it for me. I'm not trying to change the world. I'm just trying to <laughs> do what I can. Yeah. Make my mark. I, I feel that. Yeah. I, I think it's the same. It's not that, like, I went in, like I said, I, I wanted to be a vision for, like, a, you know, a, a something for the community to see, kids to see, you know, just like, hey, you can step out and do it. I don't think that I was thinking, like, you know, big idea, big, like, you know, I want the whole city to see this type thing. But um, as far as representation, like, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a black woman, so I think about that all the time. Like, how can I show up um, and be myself and show that me, myself, I'm acceptable, you know, the way I am, and I can do whatever I want to do, you know, just yeah. in this space. So, I mean, representation is big because I did get a lot of support. Um, but also, you you really want people to just support because it's good. You want people to view it like they would view any other. Like sometimes it gets tiring hearing like, oh, you're, you know, you're a black coffee shop owner. You know, that's so big. And it's like, okay, but I'm a coffee shop owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have good coffee. Mm. I do a good job. Like, let's talk about that. Like, yeah. Like, I think it's very important to represent black women and I love it and I do it every single day. But 
at some point, like we're just, just business owners. We're business owners and acknowledge the work that we're doing, yeah. you know, as individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I really don't put a lot of thought into the representation piece. I think more people do that for me, mm-hmm. which I'm okay with it. Um, I'm more so, you know, just all into like the business. Mm-hmm. But I will say that. How do we be the very best coffee shop we can be? Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. Not just the best black coffee shop or the first black coffee shop, but like I want to be a great coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing is I will say like as far as representation, I did um, specifically choose beans from Africa and bo- for both of my blends because. Mm. That's cool. That's where coffee comes from. Yeah. So it was important for me to include that um, because, you know, first of all, it sends the money back to the people um, and it it gives that history piece. And yeah. so I do love talking about that. And so um, that that is like big with representation for me. That's something that I wanted people to hear about. It gives us opportunities to talk to people about it. Um, so, yeah, that that's that was the really like important piece for me. I love that. I think that's awesome. I can just relate a little to having a nonprofit that creates products, which mm-hmm. isn't the same, but you definitely don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, they're sweet little cause, like let's buy their product. Right. And instead you want people to think, wait, this is an amazing standalone product and it has a good cause? Right. Well, I'll be mm-hmm. darn. <laughs> and so I just think it's neat because as y'all have grown as a brand, I would say, you know, the startup piece was maybe a little bit of the flash of like, you know, yeah. Cherry went from male ownership to female ownership mm-hmm. and the first black coffee shop, the black female at the helm. And and now what's cool is that your brands stand out so much in Fort Worth that there could be people who stumble into Cherry or black coffee and not even know who yeah. owns yeah. it and yeah. just love being there and just are attracted to it and just see the how vibrant it is and just want to be a part of it, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool because y'all are definitely accomplishing that. Yeah. I'm not anywhere on novels, social media. Like we don't talk about me. Mm. It's not about me. I'm just the leader of it, mm. you know? And yeah. It just so happens to be I don't a think woman, I've been on but... the cherry socials for a very long time, oh. which I'm okay with. <laughs> it's different for Mia because she is like so community forward mm-hmm. and I'm more like, keep me behind the scenes. Um, and so I love, I love just like clapping for Mia when she's on, on the socials, <laughs> but yeah, I don't need to live there. Let's, let's talk about, let's talk about marketing for a little bit. Let's talk about oh okay mar- marketing. Yeah. Can you tell us how to do it? Yeah. Both of you guys have built, have built brands. Like they have their own voice. They have like followings. Like yeah. I, th- I feel like you guys have marketed well. I, I think part of what we were just talking about that, I feel like. Whether intentionally or not, both of you guys had a vision of something that was broken that you wanted to enter into and sort of pave the way. I think even when I when I first met you, you were like always drinking coffee even at night. And I was yep. like, I don't know how she's doing. I that. know <laughs> at but, night all the time. Yeah, we, and we, we I sleep like a baby. She's always drinking coffee. I sleep like a baby. But, Do you have ADHD? Maybe. I've heard that's a thing. The dopamine and you like for people that have ADHD, caffeine doesn't affect it affect them as much. I but, would not be surprised. But from sorry, the early days, you were like, sorry. there's no coffee shop on the east side. Mm-hmm. I want one in my neighborhood. Like, mm-hmm. You had a vision. You had a mission. Uh, and even from, for you, you were like, like with the beans. I feel like so much of the story of, of, of novel was like, there's no women that own it. I, yeah. like, and people are attracted to that. 
And so I think both of you guys did a good job of like having a vision, having a mission, having a purpose. But and you use that some is you know not not maybe like intentionally in your marketing, but but t- talk to me about just what what has worked well in marketing, social media. What do you do in social media that works well? Do you spend money on ads? Do you spend money on billboard? Like what what works and what doesn't work or what how do you think about it? We should do a billboard. <laughs> we should do a cat crawl billboard. Ooh. That'd be pretty cool. Oh, love- <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> I haven't spent any money on marketing. None? Zero. You spend some money. Who's doing your social media stuff? You spend money I that. did it personally for the first year and a half. Um, wow. And then Marlon, who's been with me for five years from Craftwork, he took over our social media. Um, and so, yeah, it's all internal. Yeah, Marlon's great. So you don't spend any money on, on marketing. I mean, I per se. pay Marlon for his time. Okay. Um, and he does he does the photography. He works on the captions. We work on that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I don't spend any money on marketing. Do you? That's but amazing. I but, feel like I should. But from a brand, you made this like your logo. Like oh, I did pay for the branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but in terms of like, d- is it is marketing then for you just having an amazing space with great music and people like that? Is it like word yeah. of mouth? Yeah, word of mouth. Like I want the experience to speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to. I don't want to have to tell you how great we are. Just come experience it. So you have a very understated like kind of if if you build it and it's great and I take have spend my time and money on hospitality, people will come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is risky, but uh-huh. it's worked for me. So. I, but but also you took over a space. And people needed what you brought. Yes. So, like, there was a coffee shop, right. but they needed cherry. Well, I, 100%. I, mean, I don't know. No, seriously, right? I, I, I mean, agree with because, that. Because, like you said, there's a lot of walking traffic. I used like, people to be live able in the neighborhood. to find a place to sit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For better but, or worse, I get my coffee to go. Yeah. But seriously, yeah. it's like there's a need right there in that space. And yeah. so, like, if you didn't take it over, it could be anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. But cherry was necessary. Like, they needed that. And so... When you brought it and you brought the comfort, like all of that, it was just perfect, I think, mm-hmm. for the neighborhood. Oh, gosh. So yeah. you, so and, you get, and there's a lot of like word of mouth. Yeah. So, so your marketing magic was the space and the hospitality. Yep. Okay. That, that was that Catherine was sort is of, the magic. And, you, and you're the magic. Okay. So Mia, how do you think about marketing? When I say that word. Well, I have to a little yeah. bit because, again, I'm going into a space where there's nothing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I had to spend a little bit on ads facebook ads um and the the social media i kind of lucked up a little bit on that too um what do you mean by that so i did a lot of it on my own and it just worked Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then what did you do that worked if if just my postings like Mm -hmm. my pictures my captions I don't know. It's just like me posting and it worked. I don't know. And y'all have unique <laughs> drinks and offerings that yeah. I feel Ooh, yeah. like yeah. you know, so, you're always yeah, we kind try of to come up with cool. like some Yeah, and and it's the market. Like people that are coming to my shop 9 times out of 10 they go to Starbucks. So we try to have something similar but not too, you know, too mm-hmm. out there. I have to reel them in. But um um I I understand like what I'm dealing with, you know what I mean? And so I have to mm-hmm. make sure that I have some offerings that will entice them to even come and try. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we work hard on the menu and try to provide, like, some some variety. Yeah. Um, so that that does help a lot. But um, social media was, like, big for me. Um, and it wasn't just me. 
Uh, but it started out as me. And then um, I did have a company that actually volunteered to help me. So they helped me a little bit um, and gave me tips. And then they did a few posts. And then I have an amazing friend who is not in marketing, but I, I want to hire her. So And she knows who she is. Um, <laughs> and um, she's helped me a lot. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping to get her on board. Any, like, tips or tricks with social media? Like, you know, I try to put this in it or, or this really worked or people resonate when, when I'm on there, people like seeing me. People, people like seeing me. Yes. Yeah. They, they do like seeing me. So I try to make an appearance every now and then. Um, but also like social media is what it is. So like what is trending? What, what are people looking at? And you only have like 10 seconds, 15 at the most to grab somebody if you're going to do a reel or anything. So you just got to get it out. Like, what are you trying to get these people to know? Oh, it's the drink. Show them the drink. Mm-hmm. You know, tell them what it is, and that's it. Um, so it, it's just getting like a quick message out to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the best way, and it depends on your business. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. whatever your model is. But um, I, I, I have not figured out TikTok. I don't want to figure out TikTok. <laughs> I don't either. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm on there, it's but so, it's so much work. I'm like, because they're they're flighty. Like sometimes yeah. they want the long, like you know messages and then sometimes they want the quick stuff mm-hmm. so I, I i will say like i'm a big believer like businesses with a face have a soul yeah and and sometimes as the founder like it feels narcissistic i don't want it to be about me a thousand percent that's but, why i'm not on there i know but people <laughs> still love you like people still <laughs> yeah. want to want to see you they want to cheer that you on yeah. like i think you know and they buy from who they trust they buy, yeah people buy from <laughs> who they trust and and so i think i know you don't like it but i feel like you know, there's pe- people still people still like it for sure. No, and I I understand that. Um, but I just I want to want to prop me up a little bit more. One thing that she does really well, like her marketing, is her in the community. Like mm-hmm. she is so involved. We when I when we pulled up, she was on a call with the Chamber of Commerce. You know, uh-uh. and like she's just she stays involved, and so she like just keeps it. Giving yeah. back, so giving back to the community yeah. is, is, mm-hmm. is she's is, phenomenal. You're not at just that. taking from being the community. In the mix, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's really phenomenal at like, that. And can you that's talk about some of the things really... you're involved in and what what you do? Oh my gosh, yeah, I was on a call with the Forward Chamber. I'm a part of their East Area Board. Um, and what else do I do? I don't know. I do a lot of stuff. I just I'm a part of the Urban Design Commission, and I have my first meeting tomorrow <laughs> for <laughs> District 11. What does that mean? <laughs> So you want to build she something? Doesn't, she doesn't know what she's talking about. You guys, you guys, yeah, you guys I mean, do houses. Knows, you know what I'm saying? So like, if you need, you know, um, the near south side says, "Hey, you can't do this. Uh-huh. You're gonna come to me to uh-huh. say, hey, can I get a pass wow. <laughs> on that?'" I wasn't laughing that she's on that board. I was just from our last conversation about yeah, it. I'm I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I'm doing that now on the design board. <laughs> like I got, uh-huh. I got an email that said Commissioner Moss, and I was like, "This cannot be for me. Is this for Frank's <laughs> dad?" Like I'm like, <laughs> but yeah. So I'm doing that. She's a commissioner. <sighs> yeah, um, I I am a part of the Polytechnic Neighborhood Association. Um, I'm trying to help with the Main Street Initiative, which Vaughn Boulevard, the street that I'm on, they were uh awarded the grant for Main Street. Um, so a part of that. Um, I help a lot with Create and Collaborate when I can, which is a nonprofit organization. Um, 
that hopefully my son will participate in when he gets to his junior year. Um, and I actually will partner with anybody if I have the time and, you know, they're about really helping people. I like, I have a problem saying no, basically, <laughs> because if it's going to benefit the community in any way, like I'm for it. If it's not, then I don't have a problem saying no. Yeah. Um, and also, I like to be in spaces where I can ask questions and see, like, what what is this really about? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's not much that I won't participate in if I can really help. I think that's probably probably why people love love you and love love Black Coffee because they know that you care about the city, you care about the community. Like, mm -hmm. that's your first love. It's not. Yeah. Wasn't like business for the sake of making a ton of money. It's 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 business to do good. Yeah, it's like. Like, I want to see good. I want to see growth from within first before everybody else comes in. So I'm, like, really passionate about that, about, like, people seeing the potential in their own community and yeah. being like, okay, I'm going to step out and do this. Or, like, hey, we want to do a drive for this. Or, hey, we want to do a garden over here. Like, I'm like, yeah, what is it? Do I just need to get the word out? Or, like, what do I need to do? Yeah. And then I'll, I'll help. Like, yeah. Well, and I think, too, something unique about Black Coffee and you is that, so much of your marketing isn't always just able to go just to a consumer, a customer to come, a patron to come in and buy a product. Part of what you're doing too, especially in that community, in the beginning, marketing is educating coffee shops. What happens at coffee shops? Why are they so valuable to a community? What does connection and gathering right. look like for a community that was frankly starved of that yeah. opportunity for mm -hmm. so long until you brought it to the table? And so there's a little bit of educating. Like you said, there's people like you and Frank who, no matter what, you're going to get on a highway. And whenever I run into you, you're going to have a coffee in your hand. That is true. But not everybody, <laughs> especially people if they're struggling, you know, yeah. and like you said, kind of needing even just reprieve from daily life. That probably feels like in a million, you know, in my dreams. Yeah, I would love to get on a highway and go get specialty yeah. coffee. And so the the so that's the difference. Like someone from my community will gladly go to Cherry, using Cherry as an example. Great shop. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, they will gladly go to the other side of town because their worries and cares are left on the east side. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they get to experience that coffee, mm -hmm. coffee culture of really, like, resting and, like, just being. Yeah. And so sometimes people do struggle with coming into black coffee and just resting and being. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm trying to promote that more yeah. as like come in here, chill, like get your coffee and just like we have um, we, we're working with Blue Zone. So, you know, we have a library mm -hmm. um, for all ages. And um, that's another way. Like grab a book. Yeah. Just sit with the book, read a little bit. Um, but that's something that people struggle with because of, you know, what we deal with on the east side. There's so many people, like, we, we deal with a lot of homelessness. We deal with people that are on the brink of homelessness. Mm -hmm. And so um, just just being able to um, step outside of whatever you're dealing with is hard. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times, yeah, it's like, let me get away, because that's for me, too. Like, I have to leave and get away. But um, I'm, I'm practicing in my own life just sitting where I am and, like, mm -hmm. finding peace where I am. Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping black coffee can be for people in that neighborhood. Mm. I love that. I love question. it. I love it. That's All right. Cool. I'm going to, I'm going to pivot us again 
Um, I want to talk about finance and numbers just a little bit. Ooh, like, uh, yeah, like how, like, <laughs> and I feel like this is going to be your wheelhouse. Like, how how does it work? Because, for instance, when we opened the restaurant, I didn't, I didn't, we, I didn't know how it worked. But I later learned, like, you know, you want your food cost to be around thirty percent, your labor cost around thirty percent, and then ideally thirty percent profit. But we, like at one point, we were selling burgers was like our number one thing, and we were selling it for like ten bucks. And I later realized it cost us eleven dollars, so we were like. Paying people, to, you know, so just knowing your numbers is yeah. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just I'm I'm wanting to start a coffee shop. So I'm like, yeah. what do they need to know about numbers that that you didn't? No one teaches you or tells you or just how does the finance side work? Well, <laughs> um, I think it's being really realistic. Mm-hmm. Number one of how much is my rent? What are my fixed costs? Mm-hmm. And then where can I wiggle? And what are my non-negotiables? Right? Like my non-negotiable is my milk. I pay. Mm-hmm. We pay six dollars a gallon for our milk at Cherry. Even wow. even wholesale. I wholesale. Guess. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, six dollars a gallon, and like that's a non-negotiable for me. So mm-hmm. where are my negotiables? Um, I don't need super fancy paper cups. I'm gonna get a sleeve. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just understanding like down to the napkin, how much everything costs. Mm-hmm. I know that my napkins cost two cents each. I know my I coffee love sleeve that you is know like that. 15 cents each. How, wait, what costs 15 cents? Uh, the coffee sleeve. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I know how much every single thing costs. And so then I can build up my, I have really beautiful spreadsheets. <laughs> um, me has seen them. Love them. Put them on, um, put them on Instagram. Every component that goes into a, a drink. How much espresso is it? It's 18 grams of espresso. So how much does that cost? It cost me 50 cents. Mm-hmm. How much? Do, oh, shoot. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Um, but like the overhead, you know, my mm-hmm. over, how much is my overhead? My overhead is 53%. Um, Your so overhead just, is 53%. 53%. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I add that into the cost of the, I, you know, take my ingredients. Mm-hmm. And then I add in my overhead and then I build, okay, what kind of profit do I want to make out of this drink? Mm-hmm. And then that's how I get to my, my, I, I, I understand I'm saying it so like uh, casually. And I know that a lot of people don't, this is one. it's like, to I take get, my, I take my that, knowledge for granted. To get to that is so hard. It is. It does mm-hmm. require a lot of work as mm-hmm. far as just like tracking everything. Mm-hmm. How much did I pay for that one pound bag of brown sugar? How much of that brown sugar am I using in my, you know, cocoa, my mocha syrup recipe. How much does that three quarters of an ounce of mocha cost me to sell? Um, yeah, it's like just under knowing how much every single thing costs. And I'll tell you, like, I'm not, I don't run the most profitable business. Mm-hmm. Right now, my profit margin is 8%. I would mm-hmm. like to get that up to 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I know the numbers. So I know where we can work on. And that's probably the first step is you gotta know, know the numbers. You gotta know yeah. your numbers. Yeah. I remember like when when I in when we first signed like a record deal and we're traveling playing music, I was like, I just want to do music. I'm not I'm gonna let the numbers guy worry about the numbers. And right. none of us were paying attention to it. Yeah. And all this money was missing. And, right. and it was just a huge wake up call. It's like you can't you can't do it just for the coffee coffee and right. like you yeah. have to know. Yeah. In order for me to, and in order for us to provide you know, sustainable jobs for our baristas, Mm -hmm. we have to make sure that our companies are in healthy spaces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that means like, yeah, I want to buy that $3,000 grinder, but gosh, I can't, you know, that wouldn't make financial sense for me right now. So let me get a lower grade. Yeah. 
um, and making compromises with things. Mm -hmm. What are your non-negotiables? Mm -hmm. What are you willing to compromise on? And how much does every single thing cost? And how often are you looking at that? Weekly. Weekly. Okay. Yeah. I do. That's I have like a, I have like a little store performance tool that. Oh gosh. Okay. I'm not gonna. She did gets you excited make, did you out this? on it. <laughs> she makes it all. You should like sell sell your that's templates and models. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that's your next revenue stream. <laughs> exactly. Is, is your e-course. E I update of... it weekly. I update it weekly. Yikes. I'm serious. That's really yeah, There's a webinar e-course situation. Really beautiful. I'll help, I'll help you build it and brand it and market okay. it. <laughs> it's been on like my, it's, like that's been recommended to me by several people. You yeah. totally should. Yeah. Because you, you're, again, you're like, I she's a great they're, teacher. You're the unicorn in that. I can listen to her. You know what I mean? All day, talk about this. Yeah, yeah, and I will. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Mia, what what did you learn about your numbers or finance or in, in, any lessons there? Yeah, that I I need to know. Like, mm -hmm. I'll never be to the point where I can remember it. It's just not where I am. But I need to have it available, and I need to be willing to adjust. Like she's saying, like, don't buy the most expensive thing if you can't afford that right now. Mm -hmm. Um. And be willing to shift if you need to, because well, COVID, you know that that was everything. So, like, yes, I like this specific brand of cup, but it's a hundred dollars, you know, for a thousand cups. No, I don't want to pay a hundred dollars. I can get another cup for sixty, mm -hmm. you know. So it's about being willing to shift, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, just having it readily available for myself. Like I'm, I'm constantly like looking in and adjusting, trying to see what you know, I can save on, how I can save, um, just to make sure the business is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that. Um, and that's, um, what was the book you had me read? The CEO only does three things. Yeah. Or four Ooh. things. Four things maybe. Five things. Oh. I don't remember no, it was very few, but one of them I was, when I saw it, I was like, Oh, I want to read that. Jamie's like, it's so good. You should read it. And then I got it. And like one of the three things was like, know your numbers. I was mm -hmm. like, that's one yeah, of the everybody things. says that you gotta know it. And yeah. I was like, man, that's, yeah, but yeah. That, that's I mean, the as, for me. as leaders, our job is to protect the business. Yeah. And mm. if you're not right. making profit, you can't. Right. You can't, you can't <laughs> support the community. You can't keep your employees. Like, like yeah. profit, we, we kind of demonize profit in our modern yeah. society. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that, that's how I give raises. That's how you give raises. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's, it's like, know? that's how you can give back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, right. so you, you, ha you have to know that. Um, I want to, unless you have some questions. Did we answer, did we answer your question? Uh, I just wanted to hear what, just okay. adv any advice you would give. Oh, lessons, have a good accountant. Lessons learned. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, and talk okay. to the accountant. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. don't just be like, here, you do it. Like, talk to them. And if you see something that's not right and you need help with it, ask. Like, you're paying the person, ask them. That's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think those are just, as far as the, like, pick your brain emails, you know, those are some of the things that maybe people aren't thinking about. From the oh. beginning. Right, because coffee is fun and it's community, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. It's, it's Instagrammable, like, Instagram like everybody has a cup in their hand, like, it's, yeah. you know, it's like. But it's a lot of work. Yeah. But I think people would pay a lot of money for your spreadsheets. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's my guess. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, any other lessons there? Just bit, tidbits? I mean, that, I think. Find, just... find some business besties also. Ooh, mm. yep. Like, yep, yep. I was so fortunate that I got to start Cherry with this group of women. Mm. Um, and like when I announced I was buying the craft work into Cherry, Janice Townsend, you know, the queen of coffee in Fort Worth. Yep. Um, 
she reached out to me and was like, all right, there's enough of us now. We need to get a group together. And she she brought us all together and mm-hmm. was like, we are here to support each other. And like, let's just do that. So I'm incredibly grateful and I'm incredibly fortunate that I got to start Cherry alongside this group of women that I could come to and ask questions. You know, I knew a lot just from my experience, but I've never been the boss of, you know, I always had somebody to say, well, uh, you know, that's so-and-so's decision at the end of the day. Mm. And I was like, oh, no, that's mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you handle it? Like, I would come to them all the time in the beginning with like, hey, how do you handle this? How do you do this? Yeah. Where do you get this? Um, Having that community. Having that, yeah, to to lean on. Yeah. Yeah. And collaborate with. And shout out to Janice because she was like one of the first people to come and visit before I opened up. Mm -hmm. Like, she reached out to me. She emailed me. Um, I would go to Roots um, in um, NRH all the time. Um, and she was just like, yeah, like, I would love to sit down with you. And I think she did that with everybody. Mm-hmm. So she's really, like, the reason, mm-hmm. you know, we are. Yeah. We are. For yeah. sure. That's really cool and yeah. special to have that. Oh, yeah. That that segues into my next question, which is about relationships. Okay. So being an entrepreneur, uh, and, and this is two, my, my, my relationship question is, is two part. One is about, like, your husband's and y'all's y'all's relationship because y'all are sure. both entrepreneurs married to entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Weird yep. dynamic. Yep. It's hard. You're busy. <laughs> your brain your brain never shuts off because you're always solving problems. Oh, so, cool. Y'all too. <laughs> <laughs> coupled with friendships are hard. Like people people who aren't they own the business and run the business that are think like you know stay at home moms. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's just well, people who just ha- you know go into the bank every day. It's a different world. Mm-hmm. So my question for you guys was just any relationship advice just for being entrepreneur couples, like with your husband, things that you do, coupled with friendships, like anything you had to learn there or friendships you had to give up or, or you know, it, it sounds like one of them is like surround yourself, find a community of people who are doing it with you. But just this idea of relationships, relate, like spouse-wise and then friends-wise, things you've learned along the way. Okay. Um, Spouse-wise, you got to find your strength, you know. Um, Recognize your strength. Recognize their weakness, you know, and and hopefully they do the same. But you got to talk, first of all. Talk about what you need, what's going on, check in with each other, um, and support each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, I mean, that's your partner, Mm -hmm. like, in life. So you want to make sure you know they're good and you guys check in with one another um and just be willing to have like really 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 hard conversations ugly conversations because there are going to be a lot of times you're going to be upset like because we're running businesses like Mm -hmm. frank you know he's a part of community frontline nonprofit, so he has the nonprofit. he has his suit company um and so it's just a lot on the plate and we have two boys So we're dragging them along for the ride, you know, and we have to remember that and we have to help each other. Mm -hmm. So like with me doing all this stuff now, like I usually pick the boys up every day and Frank takes them to school every day. Well, a couple of days a week now, he's having to pick them up, too. So that's more on his plate. So now I'm cooking more, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. when I get home, I make sure I cook something or I cook it for a couple of days. So it's about like supporting each other and like where he falls short. I pick it up and vice versa. Yeah. Um, as far as friendships, I haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> um, psst, they're hard. I'm here. 
Oh, I'm your friend. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's my friend. Yes, but did it change? I mean, it's, it's it, so it friendships harder. change because yeah. they are my friends. Like I talk to them a lot more than people like I grew up with. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of distance, and you have to be okay with that and understanding. Um, you know, and occasionally I check in with people, but yeah, the the friendships are gonna change, and everybody has to be okay with it, or you have to be okay with it. You have to be okay with the change, um, and be open. I'm a very closed person, but you have to be open to new relationships. Yeah. Because this is something I wanted from the beginning. Like, I tried to reach out to male coffee shop owners. For like, you know, like, hey, I'm jumping in this. Got nothing. Dead silence. So I wanted this. And so it's like now you have this opportunity, so you have to pursue it. You know? Yeah. So, um, like I said, because we have this in common, it's easy to pursue it. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I think people think leaders, um, maybe because their calendars look look full, that they just must have a surplus of friendships and all of these people. And so, you Not know, people all. would discount themselves from pursuing a friendship, like an outsider. Yeah. Or maybe who's someone who's known you for a long time. Oh, she's just too busy for me now. Yeah. Her calendars, she's, you know, booked and busy these days. I don't, I don't know if y'all have ever experienced yeah. that, but where yeah. you almost think, you're like people actually maybe think we have a ton of friends mm-hmm. because yeah. of our lives, mm-hmm. but maybe that's not the case. Sometimes when you're busy and you have you're running things and your other person's running things, yeah. It's being intentional, exactly yeah. Like about. being intentional about who you spend time with. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we both know a lot of people. Y'all know a lot of people, and we engage and we interact and we enjoy, you know, being present with people. But when I at the end of the day, if I'm calling, if I have to call somebody because I'm in trouble, it's three people mm-hmm. on that list, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. very short, um, very short list. Um, and so marriage, just talk, touching on marriage, it's, it's hard. First of all, everybody knows that we're in 11, almost 11 years now married and it's been challenging. Um, so Jonathan started the barbershop nine years ago and we first like were working pretty closely together because like, yeah, this will be fun. Mm. And then we were like, ooh, no, <laughs> <laughs> because we're so different when it comes to the way that we approach business. He is. Um, but it complements both of us really well. He's all about, you know, the vision, the creativity. And I'm all about like, ooh, but can we do that financially? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we complement each other really well. And we found a great balance of like yeah do my playlist and oh yeah I'll do your bookkeeping mm-hmm. um and we don't cross over those lines very mm-hmm. often which has been healthy for us um and then uh, like we have to schedule time together mm-hmm. like and I've fallen off of this the last couple of months but like I would you know at the end of the day on Sunday like hey let's look at our week ahead let's schedule time together um like I have time on my calendar this week and then my Saturday yep I just want to look at just I just my calendar is um you know it's pretty full that's Saturday no 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 this is today this is today tomorrow and Friday that's what mine looks like but then on Saturday it says nope (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love that all day it says no um and so also scheduling rest Mm. is crucial 
Um, and sometimes that, that rest looks really different for different people. Like for me, rest is I want to be underneath the blanket watching a movie with my dog. Mm-hmm. Um, for other people, rest is I want to go have a glass of wine with a girlfriend. Um, and I find rest in different ways. I, I like movies, um, but I also lo- like I will hardly ever say no to the coffee gang mm-hmm. of um, spending time with them just because they fill my bucket mm-hmm. every single time I'm with them. Ah. And so that's um, seriously yeah. every time. And like sometimes it's like I'm having a hard day and I'm like, I don't want to be around people. But then I'm like, no, you need to be around these women. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, you need to be around these this group of people. So, yeah, friendships are hard. Um, but finding people that uh, can support you and just listen that don't always have to have a comeback, I think is important. And just people that are understanding. Understanding. Because um, of your crazy I'm schedules really, like you just yes. show me your well comments. not just that but like of who you are as a person because i'm really introverted mm-hmm. believe it or not i'm introverted mm-hmm. so like when i'm done for the day like i'm drained mm-hmm. i'm drained from like talking to people and like i have friends that are introverted and so we may not talk for weeks you know mm-hmm. but it's because i understand that person needs space because they had a busy week you know what i mean yeah like i get it so if i don't hear from them i know you know, if there's an emergency, I know I'm going to hear. Right. But there are some people I don't hear from them and I know they're okay because they just need time to themselves. And so I don't get upset when I don't hear from my friend, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this I'm is like good. us introverted girlies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going in LA, I'm like, yes. <laughs> I just want Grace. And to in- be my, my, yes, best, my best Grace. friend is an, introver- is an extrovert that adopted me. Oh, <laughs> Well, Anna, Anna, both of y'all said, like, scheduling and making time. I think that's, yeah. in our relationship, we're, like, passing ships, you know. Mm-hmm. With, it, it, I don't know how the heck y'all do this with children. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> I have a dog that, like, I don't know if I fed her yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mine are a bit older, so as they get older, um, they can feed themselves. Okay. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I, like I said, I drag them along for the ride, yeah. like. So much admiration for like, all yeah, of you. Well, let's all and go. And then, and you, it's scheduling. So we got to schedule and make sure they get to do some things they want to do. And then yeah. they participate in the activities. And so we got to put that on the schedule. So it's a lot of like, sometimes you just got to shut everything else off for your family, mm-hmm. for your husband, for your kids. Like you got to shut it off. And it is what it is. Like, And understanding which, oh, this is one of my favorite things. You know what I'm about to say. Uh, like which, you know, we're all juggling 50 balls at any given moment. Yep. <laughs> we're all juggling 50 different balls at any given moment. Family balls, business balls, friendship balls. Mm. Some are plastic, some are glass. Mm. Which Oh, that's a cool analogy. Which, um, you know, I might have to drop a plastic marriage ball of I'm going to be late or I'm going to miss this dinner because I have to catch a ball that's about to crash and burn at the shop. That's a great And analogy. vice versa. So understanding, like, what is plastic and what is glass mm-hmm. and... Because we're not going to catch everything. Like, I'm, you know, balls drop all the time. Mm -hmm. And so just trying to prioritize. Like, I'm in a struggle right now of I have two different glass balls that are coming up. And Mm -hmm. one of them is going to have to drop. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's going to break. And it's going to break. And uh, so, like, I'm in that, like, how do I make that decision? This is what I'm struggling with right now on that one. Um, Mm. But understanding... You know, and just giving yourself grace for, like, not being able to do everything. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that analogy because I'm like, yes, let's make the picture of a human that we're 
not juggling the balls, but they were literally dropping them and just trying to decide which ones need to fall. Yeah. yeah. Versus some people juggle, some people drop. Mm-hmm. I think is kind of the, mm-hmm. the yeah, the naysayer mindset or of or I don't know if it's just for women or just in general because of our culture. But yeah, I love that picture of everyone's dropping the ball. Mm-hmm. We're all dropping the ball, and we're just trying to pick and choose which ones today can be dropped and yeah. which ones cannot right. be dropped. Right. Right. Yep. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Uh, uh, that is also not an original. That's from Nora Roberts. Yeah, that's not yeah. original. It's great, though. Yeah. I share it a lot. <laughs> I love it. Um, we, talking about just rest and and staying healthy as leaders, because, like, you have, the, you have these employees, you have family, you have team members looking up to you. What, what, what rhythms do you have or things that you do that help you stay healthy, help you rest? You mentioned yours is like Saturday is blocked off. And you're going to watch some movies under the covers with your dog. Mm-hmm. That, that could be one of them. But do you have any like habits or routines or things that you do like I, I, this helps me stay grounded? Ther- therapy. Therapy? Yep. <laughs> That's number one. Every week with my Every counselor. Week. I love Ooh, that. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, because they're That's gonna they're gonna me. check you on all the stuff you're not Ooh, doing God. anyway. Yeah, me. last week Jeez. I had therapy and I was a mess. Both, both y'all go to therapy. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I was a mess for two days after that because mm-hmm. everything she was saying is like, and one mm-hmm. thing she said was self care or not participating in self care is selfish. Mm. Oh. Ooh, it's mm. selfish because people depend on you. Mm. If something yeah. happens to you then they have to stop what they're doing to take care of you because you didn't take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Or they need you to do something. Like, we have kids. They need us. And if anything happens to us, you know, they're without a parent for a while or forever. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And and I like that my therapist is very adamant about the small things. So I got this water here. I got to drink water. Mm -hmm. And I drink a lot of these throughout the day because I need the water. And a lot of times I was going without water Mm. just because I'm busy. I'm running. I'm whatever. Uh, Like that was a task. But I try to make sure I have some type of cup with me full of water and I'm drinking water all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's a part of self-care. So self-care is not always like this big grand thing, you know, going to a a luxury hotel and all that. Although those are great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And you should do those sometimes. Um, But it's the little things. Making sure I eat an apple today. Like, you know, yeah. grab a banana. Like, something. Make sure I'm eating in general. Because I will go without eating. Which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah I do, too. The little things. Yeah. Sometimes my first meal of the day is at dinner. Because <laughs> you're just so busy. Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. I get up. I go. I And I and yeah. then I get home and I'm like, did I eat today? No. So, yeah, that's important. I need to do. But, so, I have snacks now at my office mm. that I can snack on during the day. <laughs> um, and then Therapy. Uh, and then also just like making sure that you're shutting off, right? Like I have time on my calendar where my staff knows like not to reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and also being just really honest with your staff. Like I make my staff rest. Like I'm, I, if, if somebody responds to me on Slack on their day off, like I get mad. I love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they all know that now. That they're like, I'm not going to do it on my day off. I promise. And I'm like, yeah. great. Like, go do what you need to do for yourself on your day off. I don't want you. I want you leaving work at the door when you step out. I'm not going to be one of those bosses. It's like, I want you always thinking about the work. Like, no, like, I want you to 
work while you're here. I want you to have a good time. I want you to have a good experience, but I want you to focus on your personal life when you step out the door. Yes. Um, You're a whole person. And I set that expectation for them because I also want them to understand that I'm going to do that too. Mm -hmm. Like I um, had a season recently of life where it was just really difficult. And I told my team, like, I have compassion fatigue. Mm. I don't have the capacity to be your emotional leader right now. And so if you need emotional care, like I need you to go to this person for that. Wow, good for you for That's real even being you. able to articulate that. Yeah. Well, I was able to articulate it after I heard a woman describe what it was I was feeling that mm-hmm. I didn't know how to describe or how to share or how to um, communicate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, she talked about it and I was like, oh my gosh, that's what it is for me right now. Mm. So then I took some time off from that, and then I came back to my team. I'm like, great, like, catch me up. How are you doing? How's your life? And, like, I was able to step back and reset and then come back into the team with not faking it. Mm. You also took a sabbatical this summer, right? Yeah. That was part of that compassion fatigue. That was part of that. Great, great, great. Yeah. Because you unplugged for— five weeks off. Wow. Wow. Yeah. She's my shero. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to get there. Yeah, I took five weeks off. And how'd you feel after that? I felt really good. Like this is the first time, number one, I've taken that much time off and had no communication with my team. I met with my director of operations every two weeks for one hour every two weeks. Um, and that was it. And like I, yeah. So I felt really, number one, it was just a, a personal journey for me that I needed. And then um, it was really amazing to see like the structure I've put into place is working. Mm-hmm. And that felt really good. And that just gave me more confidence to really go after building what I'm building. Yeah, I think that's a testimony to your leadership. It's like you have trained your team, equipped your team, empowered your yeah. team so well. I'm not a, I'm not bad. I'm not a bad boss. <laughs> Which no, is hard. You're not. You're that's not. amazing. Yeah. It's easier said than done. Like that's, yeah. a, that's an incredible yeah. thing. I could make a lot more money if I didn't care as much, but hey. <laughs> I, yeah. But I care more. Um, we have, we have, have a few more minutes one of my, just any advice, so I want to start a coffee shop, but like any other advice that we maybe haven't covered. Like if, 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 if you could go back to your younger self, even, you know, the Mia in 2017 is like, I think I want to do a coffee shop or, or, or when you were first toying with that idea that you wish you could have given your younger self or that you would give to someone younger who wants to get into the coffee world or, or even business world, just in, in any advice there. For, okay, so for me, I always ask people, because I've talked to a few people. For me, I always ask them, like, why do you want to get mm-hmm. into coffee? What is your reason? Mm-hmm. If it's to make a lot of money, hmm, okay. Right. <laughs> Don't talk to me, because I'm not the one to help you make a lot of money. You need to, like, seek Starbucks and figure that out, mm-hmm. right? But also, like, you want to do something that you will enjoy, even, like, when it's hard, when, you know, you got to deal with a lot of just stuff Mm. like you want to at the end of the day still be like this is what I wanted to do I'm doing what I wanted to do and I love it like you want it to be that you don't want it to be something that because it's hot right now like I want to do that like oh I want to make money this way no you you really want to be in a career that you will enjoy during the bad times yeah Mm -hmm. that's That's the advice I give to everybody that's good that's really good Advice? I don't know what advice I have for people other than know your numbers. Or what about know, your, young, your younger your self? Even <laughs> no, you um, have to tell your younger self that you were in the stock club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I was in the stock market club. <laughs> yeah. Did I talk about that today? You did. No. No. Really? Did she talk about it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did. Okay. okay. Yeah, I did. Gosh, I already forgot. Um, know your numbers. Know what you want to like. Know what your goal is. Like, just like what Mia was saying, I, Cherry is very intentionally a one of one shop. So I'm not looking. You just want to have one. One. Yeah. It's a one of one. So I'm. I know that. So I had to build my business model around. I only want one shop. Mm. Um, rather than okay, I'm gonna have five shops that make this much money, so then I can pay myself, you know, whatever. Um, so know like what your goal is with with what you want to start, and then do it scared. Like so many people talk themselves out of things because they're scared, and and I I'm doing it scared right now. So I love that. that's a fun phrase. Yeah, mm-hmm. do it scared. Meaning. And, you got just do it. Just do it. You're gonna be scared. You're not gonna, You're gonna know be scared. Things. Yeah, um, and do it your own way. Like you don't. There are a lot of things that I have picked up inspiration from, and look outside your industry for inspiration. Like mm. I, a lot of the inspiration that comes that I bring into Cherry is from my experience at a retail shop or a hotel or you know a doctor's office visit. Like I'm constantly looking for inspiration in the world outside of coffee for how I can impact my my business and elements that I want it as a part of it. Those are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really good. I think that's so good too because even for the person who's like, oh, I, I'm talking myself out of it right now, um, they're going to drop the ball, <laughs> if you will. But then also every failed business venture or even a failure within a company is, Jamie always says, like it's like um, – getting a business degree in real life, you know? And so for you, you got to go into a business with something that didn't work the way that you thought, but you had that knowledge. But imagine if you had not even done that. Well, also I had a failed business before. Mm -hmm. And so I was terrified of doing cherry because Mm -hmm. I had that in my mindset of, well, you failed before, so you're probably going to fail again. Um, But that failed business taught me so much about how to be how to organize my work. Like I'm not good at, there are a lot of things I'm not good at that I was like, as a leader, you know, you feel like you have to do it all mm-hmm. mm. and you don't, you have to find people that you can yeah. bring in around you that can help you fill in the gaps of what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think to the person who's like, uh, I don't know, even if it don't go in with the goal is like, it's going to make a million dollars and right. you know, it's going to be the most successful coffee shop or whatever, fill in the blank. Um, Go into it with the goal of learning and growing Mm -hmm. and whatever happens with it, you get to take that Mm -hmm. new MBA, if you will, that knowledge into the next thing that you do. And now you're even more equipped and empowered for the next thing. And so I think that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Mistakes are opportunities to learn. Yep, Absolutely. That's that's so true. Okay. Final little quick, quick, rapid questions for you guys. What what is your go-to drinks? I know what hers is. (laughs) (laughs) I might switch mine up. So I love cappuccinos. So I will drink a cappuccino this summer. Most summers, yes. But this summer, definitely like an iced Americano was like my friend because you know Mm -hmm. how hot it was. Mm. And it just it made me feel so great. And when you make a cappuccino, what's the secret to a great, the perfect cappuccino? The milk. The milk. Mm -hmm. The milk's got to be right. Mm. It's got to be right. I like, like it a, a dry, bit dry. Pretty dry. I do like it a bit dry, yeah. but I mean, if it's just a well-made cappuccino, you know, like mm-hmm. I I will take that. So uh-huh. yeah, but 
I have a barista that makes the best cappuccinos. So I'm always like, I'm coming. Ooh. Can you make my drink, please? <laughs> you need to go ask Marlon for his secret cappuccino recipe. Ooh. Yeah. Don't tell me. I, I just did. Well, I'm well, going to. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm going to ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a quad Americano, hot, even in 110 degrees outside. Um, or That's I, four shots. Correct. Four shots in steamed water. Yeah, water, yeah. Ca- Caffeine in and up. I love yeah. it. But I just have one cup a day. Okay. Yeah. That's it. I have one cup a day. Or I'll do, like, I love pour overs. Like, I love, like, a fruit bomb pour over mm-hmm. in my mouth. Like. Give me a fruit. The fruity. Mm. What does that okay. mean? Oh, God. Notes, oh, that's notes. a whole other tangent of <laughs> yeah. coffee. What does fruit bomb mean? I don't know. Like, don't know. She, she likes fruity coffees. Like fruity, fruity coffee. Like yeah. natural anaerobics, co-fermented coffee. That's another hour-long conversation. Yeah. And is I that, loved it. If, if, okay, if I, wanted, <laughs> if I wanted to get that at Cherry, which what would I get? If he was like a fruit bomb. Yeah, I want a fruit bomb pour over. Right now, right now, probably the, go get the Deterra. Deterra, Deterra is fruity. Is fruity, really fruity. Um, I think we just added another one on the menu that I haven't tried yet. But basically, just ask anybody which pour over would Catherine get. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and they'll, they'll know, and they'll mm-hmm. guide you to and the fruity you, one. And are you with the roasting? Are you doing that kind of vibe? Like, is that with the cherry brand? We will. Okay. Yeah. So the novel brand is very clean, classic, washed profiles, um, very traditional. And the cherry brand, we're going to experiment more. We're going to lean more into the experimental side of processing. Interesting. Yeah, nice. so okay. fun. Uh, your favorite best cup of coffee you ever had. And I'm assuming this is also environment heavy. Like mm-hmm. I was, you know, at, oh, this, at this hotel and it was, the wind was perfect. And I can like, see Jonathan be like, I was at Ace and I did it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was in Brooklyn, actually, uh-huh. and I had like the best iced latte. And it was the environment. Mm-hmm. It was the environment. It was, it was the cafe. I can't remember the name of it. And they closed. Like, oh. the next year I went and they were gone. And, and it was your that's best. That's the one thing I hate, like, with New York. Sometimes, yeah. oh, like, yeah. you find the best spots and then they're out of there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just remember the environment. And, like, it was just perfect. I don't know. It, it was it was great. And then my own cappuccino. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I... Recently had a really phenomenal experience at this new coffee shop. I don't know if I told you about this yet. Um, It's a new coffee shop in Houston called Simply Coffee. And you walk in and it is like the coffee shop for coffee people. Like what they have on the menu is their menu is their single origins. Oh, wow. On pour over. I paid $8 for an eight ounce pour over. Wow. And it was worth it. It was yes. amazing. You have to send so it to me. It was so good. You have to send it to me. Really cool Ooh. vibe, couple. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Fun. Was there was there a moment with either of you guys where you were like, I've I've done it. It's working. This is going well. Like I had this dream and here I like was there do you have a moment of gratitude or appreciation of like oh, a, a all day the time? Yes. Yes. Like any any in particular? Like was it the Kirk Franklin music video? Was that like this is crazy? No, that was like insane. Um Yeah, that that was crazy. Um, I've, I've had a few moments like that and in that moment it was because I was a part of the whole, you know, experience. Um, I was really able to take it in mm-hmm. and, um, you know, they used me for certain parts, but a lot of it, I was kind of sitting back watching. Mm-hmm. And so I could just look at it and be like, wow, like this is happening here, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Was, so. there, was there another moment you were going to say though? Like- um, Yes, um, there was Juneteenth. I think it was like the first Juneteenth that we experienced. And like, 
um, people just really came out to support. And it was during COVID, so, like, we were only letting a certain amount of people in the shop, but the line was down the street. That's cool. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> people could be anywhere, but they came to support, you know, and show yeah. support. And so it was, yeah, that was surreal. That's awesome. Yeah. I have moments all the time. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think, for, yeah, I don't know. I have moments all the time. Um I, I love it when other coffee shop owners give you a compliment because that's mm. like, oh, okay, yeah, like I am doing something good. Mm. Um, like knowing that a lot of my team has been with me for so long, like that's a moment of gratitude all the time of like, okay, I am doing something good because yeah. they're here. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to step away for five weeks and come back and feel good about mm. it. And that was a moment of gratitude, you know, so all the time. But then there, but you know, countered with the next day of what am I doing? It's all falling apart. <laughs> yeah, the balance. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one day I'm here yeah. and then the next day I'm yeah. here. Yeah. And then having like regulars, seeing regulars come oh, in. Oh gosh, regulars like, are my favorite. Yes. Yeah, like people that just from day one just show yes. up. You know they're gonna show up. Like I have a couple of guys, like I know what time they're gonna come in. Yeah. Oh, and that's yeah. just beautiful. That's like cool. to have somebody yeah. like that's very cool. Yeah, stick with you. You're a part yeah. of their life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they share their life with us. Yeah. Like, I have a customer, like, he just had a grandbaby, and he's a grandfather for the first time. And, like, we talk about that every time. He's like, thank you so much for remembering. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, thank you for coming here for the last two and a half years, you know? (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, guys, this was great. This this was fun. Yeah. Y'all are champions. You have both made Fort Worth a more fun and vibrant and interesting city to live in. (laughs) And, I, and I'm you. I'm thankful to know both both of you guys. Y'all have too. I, mean, I know. Look at this. this is amazing. Yeah, I'm happy that you were here, Melissa. Thanks yeah. for letting me. Crash. I feel privileged. You know, yeah. Yeah, she was like, I yeah. want to join that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you much. Y'all are awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye. Congratulations, you made it all the way to the end. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Stories with Soul. If you enjoyed the interview and like what you heard, please help us out and share, subscribe, and like anywhere you listen to podcasts. When you share and subscribe, it is insanely helpful and allows us to keep producing new episodes. You can always join us directly in the studio by watching the video version on our website, 6thAvStorytelling.com. Stories with Soul is brought to you by 6th Ave Storytelling, an organic marketing company building standout brands on the foundation of story. You're obsessed with your business and we want to make the world obsessed with it too. Thanks for listening.